It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's superhero slate. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week we're covering all the announcements from CinemaCon, from DC, Sony, Marvel, and I think more, but at least those big three. Yeah, um, CinemaCon, the, the con that nobody ever remembers until it's here. I actually did not realize it until all the news was coming out. I'm like, what <laughs> happened? What, what sneak peeks did we not get invited to this time? But CinemaCon. Uh, Fantastic Four loses its director, and we'll talk about what this means coming up in a bit. Um, Ghostbusters is coming back to life. Get it? Because again, ghost. <laughs> but but there's there's reasons for this more than just one thing, and we'll talk about it later. Uh, and more reasons for the season we are recording on may 1st which i don't know when exactly spring starts and summer starts but if it's starting to feel summery you mentioned that you were getting some lawn furniture so you can uh, uh, enjoy your backyard a little bit more i got some sun yesterday from being in a closed kmart parking lot uh, where my wife was throwing an event for her local buy nothing group there was no shade in that parking lot but you Choosers can't be, uh, beggars can't be choosers. So if you need an open parking lot without permission, you look for a closed down Kmart. And I feel like there's plenty of those across the country. So my little advice for you, if you ever need a lot of pavement. So I got some sun. I've been using some after sun aloe myself. But yeah, the beginning of May always makes me like a little nostalgic, right? Because usually May was the month that you were only ever partially in school, right? Whether it was elementary school or college, Maybe like finals are, are around this time for you. Yep. Uh, maybe you're done. Maybe you, you don't have any finals. You're packing up. You're getting ready to go home. Uh, the summer is is starting, right? I, I think Doctor Strange is maybe a really good um, uh, first bookend to start it's the It's a good litmus test to say, is this summer? Is there a big movie coming out? Yes, mm-hmm. there is. Doctor and Strange. Doctor Strange. Uh, I think to me, uh, again... Summer doesn't technically officially start till June 22nd, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this is, to me, I like this weather, this spring-summer mix a lot better, right? Like, it's it's warm out, the sun's out, but, the, like, there's a wind blowing through. Um, you know, it, it's like I showed you the, earlier this week, I fired up the grill, right? You want to be outside a little bit more um, rather than uh, hanging out. But I also know, you know, um, uh, again, my wife's teacher prom is coming up this week. You know, that in- signifies the end of school. So maybe you've got kids going to prom or whatever. Um, oh, man. Prom is such a it's such a good uh, location slash event for movies and TV shows. You know, sometimes you look forward to those Christmas episodes. There's usually yeah. prom episodes. Yeah. And also, like, in general, since a lot of, like, TV traditionally was based around I would, almost like the co- the calendar school schedule, right? Yep. There's lots of season finales of TV shows that like mm-hmm. end on a prom. Yep, yeah, exactly. Or like, you know, honestly, to me, it reminds me more of like the filler episodes, right? Like, what 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 are these kids up to uh, in between stuff? I think um, like the first like four seasons of Smallville all have like prom episodes like yeah. towards like the very end. Good, good uh, because then that means they only did four years in high school, and that's that's all you <laughs> should be doing. Um, and yeah. more than that, you're you're done. 
But I will say, Chris, weather is very dependent on location. Yes. So I will uh, use this as a, a way to shout out uh, Superfan Jim, who filled in for me last week. Uh, he did a great job uh, because I was in the mountains. We have uh, some family out in Denver, so we flew to Denver and then drove a couple hours into the mountains where plenty of snow still. There's moose up there. There's a high altitude sickness, which I was battling. Like, props to anybody that lives in high altitude. It is no joke. Like, I was, like, drinking water like my life depended on it because it did depend on it. You dehydrate so quickly up there, but you're there visiting family. So it's like every, Mm -hmm. like, you know, fun little drink you have, you have to drink four glasses of water so you don't pass out. (laughs) So it it was rough, but I I had a really good time. But, yeah, I'm getting, like, weather whiplash. I was in the mountains covered in snow you, you was, I was like you had snow and i'm like i'm like oh my gosh it's like 85 where i am what's going on here yeah and then we would drive back down to denver where it was like windy that weekend and then back to la where it's a uh, where it's like sunny in 70s again so uh yeah i've been through a little bit of a whiplash there but i'm back to be at just a casual 500 feet above sea level here mm-hmm. in the San Fernando Valley. So I think this is where I'm meant to be. I'm not meant to be that high up off the ground. It's crazy. You know when you're on a flight and you're allowed to put your tray table down? That's around 10,000 feet. I was at like sleeping in a Murphy bed at like 9,000 feet. So like, wow. that's too high up. Humans weren't meant to be that high, Chris. Yeah. Well, I mean, as, as we know from, from, from Colorado and their legalization, they love being high in, in Colorado. <laughs> um, yes, that is the case. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I was, a, I guess you could say I retreated into the mountains while Elon Musk tried to buy Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm glad I'm back just in time. Because we have a ton of news uh, to talk about. But, exactly. Yeah. But I was going to say we have like three pages, and we've, we rarely have three pages of notes. Yeah. So I'll, I'll cut to the chase. I wanted to finish this up before we recorded the episode this week because I, didn't, I did mm. not want to drag it out another week for myself. I finally finished the Resident Evil franchise saga. Yes. The Mia Jojovich, uh, Paul W.S. Anderson saga. Uh, wow, it's a that family last movie, affair. They're, <laughs> that they're last movie was a big ass letdown. That's for yeah. sure. the The last movie takes this weird pivot where it just becomes a generic action movie. Where mm-hmm. at least all of the other movies had bad, unexpected surprises. Like I was always compelled to watch the next movie in the franchise. I was like, "What dumb thing are they going to do next? Like, what's the gimmick that's going to propel them? You know, ninety minutes uh, to two hours uh, in the next film." And this last one, weirdly enough. I would give them props for maybe they found a new special effects director, a new special effects house, but the special effects looked really good in the last film. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can kind of see how they pivoted to that really bad Monster Hunter adaptation, right? Um, It it looks very similar, kind of has the the brown Call of Duty modern warfare. The same creatures look at some points as well. Yeah, exactly. So the creature effects were cool too, but man, the, the plot was just generic. The the way they kind of like shoehorned in uh, moments from the first film, like yep. going back to the hive, all felt very um, uh, uh, soulless because they, they've gone to like a thousand hives in this movie franchise. Yep. Like every movie franchise has an underground, uh, every movie has like an underground base in it. And then they kept, they brought back uh, You Called Him Sir Friendzone from yeah, Game of Thrones. Ian, Ian Glenn, I believe. Yeah, it's so funny because I believe as this franchise was going on through the years, he was cast 
and then he they kill him off in like the third movie but then i think he just got more famous as game of thrones kept going on so they're like how can we bring him back so there's just arbitrary clones like oh, he's, we, they love cloning in this how yeah, can we and, get the most out of one actor but, I don't know if you remember this, Chris, but in the last movie, he's, like, weirdly also robotic. Mm-hmm. Like, a grenade blows up in his jacket, but, like, this contact lens in his eyes has UI that says, like, rebooting. And yep. it's like, what, you see a, a robot? They never show any mechanical well, they, parts, so. They, I think that's a throwback to, I believe, Resident Evil 2 or 3 when they're, like, we're controlling Alice remotely, even though she's not robotic kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, maybe. But the, like, this like, whole uh, the whole movie is a throwback. <laughs> Uh, like even with Allie Larder returning, the Red Queen making a, a bigger, uh, you know, um, coming back as a as a I guess a character, and also um, the 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 actress who played the Red Queen is um, Paul Anderson and Miljovic's daughter, who is actually plays the young Black Widow in the Black Widow movie this year. I don't know if you you noticed that. Um, oh, you... I did. I did not. I did not know that. But yeah, well, it's, uh, bring it back to superheroes. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the the one thing you'll take away from this franchise watching it is they have literally no idea what they're gonna do when they finish a movie. Like they'll kind of set it up with kind of like a pseudo cliffhanger of maybe where they might want to go, and then somewhere in between that year and a half of like development, they just come up with some random wild ass idea and they try to make it fit. That is just exactly what happens. Like, Mila Jovovich, she will have powers, and they'll be taken away. She'll have them, they'll be taken away. She'll get the T-virus back, but then she won't get powers, but she'll still have the T-virus, but then it'll be taken away. You cannot keep track of what the hell is happening. (laughs) And, like, if... (laughs) <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say I, I I rewatched this movie with uh, for Mike because it's been so long. Like this is the one I watched the least because I'm like it's been such a short amount of time between its release and now. So I rewatched mm-hmm. it and I'm like I remember the last one ends. They're all at the White House and they're all gonna have this big battle and they're all on the same team, right? Because the mm-hmm. the zombies got too bad. Then it literally just was like, hey, there could have been a whole movie about this battle, but we're gonna skip <laughs> it and just start with the battle already being done. Um, with this movie, like, yeah, guess what? She, you don't like, get to see the White House battle. You just get to see the remnants. And <laughs> yeah, she good emerges luck. from uh, from rubble. Uh, the worst thing that this movie franchise did, which it, honestly, Chris, at this point in time, I feel it feels weird nitpicking this this mm-hmm. uh, these series of movies because no one needs to watch it. Nobody's precious about these films. No. I don't know what Paul W S Anderson's career is going to be moving forward, but nobody's thinking about these movies anymore. But the worst thing that this franchise did was do the apocalyptic turn, right? Mm -hmm. As soon as the entire planet died off, they even say, like, they killed 7 billion people. The stakes are basically pointless. Like, why does Alice want to save or stop the Umbrella Corporation? There's no one left to save. Like, there's no, like... There's, there's some little semblances of, like, humanity trying to cling on, but it's, like, literally almost nothing. And then not only did they kill off of humanity, but they did, like, a scorched earth story, too, where, like, yeah. the whole planet was destroyed, turned to dust, and even, like, plants are dead so they could, like, film in the desert for one movie and save some cash. So it's like, what is the point? Like, what is driving? There's nothing left to save. Just lay down and die or, like, I don't know, go in the mountains and live peacefully. Yeah. Umbrella, like, So that is the worst um, flaw that they made uh, with the story. But uh, if you if you really wanted to dive into the Resident Evil franchise, right, uh, watch the first one because it's a classic. It's still good. It's, a, it's really, a true horror movie. Like, the rest it, are not. Exactly. And then if you just want a hint at where the whole franchise is going, watch the second one because you can kind of see some of the ridiculousness they do, the huge pivot they do to the franchise, and then stop there. 
if you have the ability to watch these at like 2x or 3x speed, you know, uh, that might be kind of fun to speed mm. run it. But whew, I'm glad I'm done. Yeah. But as we discussed last time, I think what might be up next for me after finishing Underworld and Resident Evil might possibly be the Twilight franchise. Uh, we'll I say, I say how do Transformers. Goes. I say go back to Transformers. Yes, <laughs> maybe. You got like six of those. Maybe we'll see. I don't know if my eyes can focus on all that uh, uh, twisting and transforming well, metal. But, but the but, best uh, part of Transformers is it ends with the last one was Bumblebee, which was actually a good one. So that like, is true. It, it, it actually it's like Fast and Furious is making a swing back towards popularity. <laughs> so so weirdly enough, if you don't listen to this podcast to catch up with this weekly news, you must return next week to see what ridiculous franchise I'm starting to so, watch again. So. so I never watched the Netflix Resident Evil, and I feel you mentioned that. Oh, so I, I'm like I need to probably I could watch check that, that out. Actually, yeah. If I wanted uh, to be a completionist, I should uh, dive into I should dive into that like that. Didn't they do like another Raccoon City style movie? It's just a Welcome like, to Raccoon City. It's like a it's like a pre or not a prequel, but like an origin of, of everything. Yeah, I'll check that out. Um, it's got the guy um, who plays um, number one uh, Space Boy in uh, Umbrella Academy. Yeah, like that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll have to see if that's streaming in any. Uh, I think I think Netflix the word. produced it, so I think it's like going to be perma mm. Netflix. But uh, six dollars on Apple TV. Something tells me this movie's not worth six dollars. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, we'll, we'll we'll check that out. I, I might I might give that a go this week. I mean, because really, uh, I mean, I'll talk about what I've been doing here just real fast. Because um, it's a video game that I, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed. But you know, this week is Doctor Strange week, uh, and the season finale of Moon Knight all at the same go. And I'm like, really, I'm just counting the sleeps, man. Like that's really I'm just trying to get from one sleep to the next. <laughs> but um, are you familiar with the Borderlands franchise from a video games? I am like? a. F- Familiar is the best definition. I've never okay. played any of them, but I'm familiar. It's a looter shooter, if you will. Um, so you have lots of there's lots and lots of randomly generated guns. You get um, you go on quests. You get like you know like a like a Skyrim or an RPG. You level up your character, but it's all about guns and shooting and like occasional abilities that you use, right? But it's all about finding the be- next better gun with the most abilities. But the thing about Borderlands is it's known for its cell shaded look, right? Um, it's got a very mm-hmm. distinct style if you look at it. And then the humor, it very much leans into a very humorous story. The characters are, you know, they, they, they're hilarious characters. They try to, you know, kind of push that boundary a little bit. And uh, one of the characters I believe they introduced, maybe in the first one or the second one, is a character called Tiny Tina. And she's like just like a young girl in this post-apocalyptic, you know, planetary space, you know, um, journey. And she... Um, you know, has become a fan favorite character because she always wants to blow stuff up and she's got a very, very voice that goes from like little girlish to like very like, you know, deep explosion kind of like kind of thing. So they gave her a game. This is the next Borderlands game called Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. And in this whole game, it's, it's the Borderlands, you know, loot them, shoot them. But the whole premise is Tiny Tina is guiding you on a, they, they call bunkers and badasses, which is their version of Dungeons and Dragons uh, in this. So you're literally, she's the DM and, like, you are playing and you can see, like, the characters in the sky above you, right? Because, like, you're supposed to be on the table. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, you're going through shooting stuff. There's a queen butt stallion who's, like, a, a diamond unicorn. And that's, like, the name of the character in the game. Like, hmm. they lean into this this pretty good. And I would say this is probably my most favorite of the Borderlands right now. Because it doesn't take itself seriously, right? You're not hopping from planet to planet to save the world. You're like, oh, Will Arnett is voicing the villain of the Dragon King, uh, right? Mm-hmm. Who, who, who is the villain? Uh, it's very fun, very humorous. If you like shooters, 
like you know you're fighting goblins you're fighting you know like little little wyverns and, and like very mythical creatures they've they've adapted to this and this game you know i i wouldn't say it's short it's got some in-game stuff and some dlc but it was made entirely in like um you know during COVID 19 like quarantine so it's like mm-hmm. more of a, a passion project for the character the creators and i think that's what really is selling this and one of the best parts about it, it supports full cross play um so um, on Xbox, I can play PlayStation and PC people. So um, very much a four a four player adventure through this. And um, if you play cooperative, you actually get your own loot, um, so you don't have to worry about you know fighting other people for it along the way. Yeah, very. Fun. I'm looking at I'm looking at some screenshots. It's kind of funny. Like the the game board is this fan yeah. fantasy world, but there'll be like a Cheeto or like a soda can that gets in your way because you're kind of tiny. That's funny. Yeah, and, and one of the um, Wanda Sykes is one of the characters. Like uh, there's like two other board game characters with you. Like. Uh, and she voices the other ones, and, and just the, the voice acting, the comedians, the, the the hilarity definitely ensues across this. Um, and then when you get into the weapons, like when you start reading about the like the, you know the weapon descriptions, they just the people who are making the guns are probably having the most fun in this game <laughs> um, because they're they're randomly kind of generated kind of stuff um, when they, when they spit out at you. I'm a, a class called the Clawbringer, who is essentially Thor because you can throw a hammer and it like will like electrocute things around you, and you can bring it back to you, which is really fun. Mm-hmm. And then my secondary class is a spore, um, not spore warden, spore giver, something like that. So I have a little mushroom dude who follows me around and heals. Uh, and then he will also essentially fart at other characters to aggro them uh, to himself, which is uh, hilarious. So i um, been playing that you know, uh, with a uh, friend of the show, Brian. We've been having a good time. Uh, we beat it on Friday night um, you know, on, on co-op mode, so it's been, been really fun. And the other thing I didn't write down, um, I didn't didn't realize this. We didn't talk about it two weeks ago. Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Their minis called Aquadonk side pieces, which are like three minute YouTube clips focused on the villains, like from the, the, the show's history, are now uh, on YouTube. All ten of them. So if you're a fan of Aqua Teen, or just remember any of the characters. Those are fun little little bite sized pieces to go down that road if if anyone wants to before the movie comes back, probably later this year if I was a Batman. So. Anyway, Mike, you want to jump into these news? You've not been on the show for two weeks, and boy, do we have the news this week. I'm ready to go. i got opinions. Okay, opinions. So let's start off. DC Comics at CinemaCon, right? So we have DC properties. We're going to start up here. Um, the first biggest thing here out of all this news for DC is the Batman sequel was officially announced at this event, Mike, uh, with Robert Pattinson and Matt Reeves returning. Um, no other details were given other than, yes, they have greenlit it. They are bringing these people back. I feel this is good news, right? Yes. A little, little delayed, but, you know, thank God they didn't announce it the day the movie came out. Um, so um, what, is there anything you want to see in the Batman 2? I'm curious if they can find any creative way to break the mold of the Batman franchise, if you will. Because there's things that we're all expecting, right, in the second movie. A new villain... Mm-hmm. Uh, there'll probably be new tech, you know, either the Batmobile will get a little bit cooler or he'll like get like a, you know, well, I guess he had a bat motorcycle already, but who knows he could have like a bat yeah. drone or a bat helicopter. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we're just kind of curious what is like the next logical step for the character. Mm-hmm. Um, so is it just going to be another seat, like a classic sequel where you just like up the stakes every way? Or are they going to go a different direction? You know, yeah. are they going to bring a new villain that we haven't traditionally seen? Uh, we I, will. I would find. love a clay face in this world. If I'm going to be out, the more I've thought about it, I'm like, 
I think, you know, we've seen the Joker exist in this world. We don't need him mm. as the villain for the second one. But, like, a, a Clayface would be interesting. Um, See, that would be that would be interesting because Clayface means you need to introduce a bit of a fantastical element in a way. Like, yeah. I'm not saying they couldn't pull it off, but if anything, this is, this is probably the most realistic Batman we've ever yeah. seen. Like, down to, like, what's physically able capable possible like we see him get shot like point blank with a shotgun and like he literally almost dies from it uh luckily he was like wearing armor from it so like yeah if you're introducing a clay face or like a poison ivy Mm -hmm. like you gotta have to you you gotta get a little fantastical with it and embrace the dc world that 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 is the that is the thing right batman probably the most realistic superhero out of all of comics where they're talking about marvel dc image whatever uh, but he lives in the most fantastical world of DC, where there's aliens, superheroes, like magic, wizards, like uh, monsters, creatures. There's so much in there. So I'm and, curious if they'll ever go that route in this franchise. Well, the other thing is with with Batman, like his characters, like he is very grounded. But sometimes you have to suspend the disbelief or give them some some abilities on his villains, right? Like, he, I, like if you stick to the grounded villains, like, we're, we're running out of those, right? Like, at the end of the day, like, you know, we could do another Two-Face, be the third Two-Face. I would also love to see maybe a Mr. Freeze. I feel he could be grounded really well if, you know, followed properly, not, you know, the, the campy Arnold Schwarzenegger version. I think that kind of scientist would fit into this world a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, th- I think to me, you know, Clayface maybe isn't a person who's like a bottle of clay, a bag of clay. Maybe he's more like the penguin, right? It's more like he has the ability to become whoever. And like we spend the movie not knowing who is Clayface and who isn't sometimes because he's a master of disguise. And like Batman has to become the greatest detective and figure out who the real, you know, who Clayface is and who he was the entire time through his journey would be to me very interesting at the end of the day. Um, but you know, there's, there's opportunity here um, to, they could, they could, they don't have to pick up where the other one left off. They could jump forward a little bit. Um, but, you know, the other, like we talked about in our review, the other thing I would like to see is the Bruce Wayne personality appear um, to combat the duality of his roles. Like, he has, he doesn't want to be Bruce Wayne, the public figure, but he has to because, you know, otherwise they're going to figure out he's Batman pretty quick if, he, if he's always doing the same stuff Batman is. So, um, yeah, that's announced. If anyone has any hopes or dreams wishes for the batman do let us know uh one of my coworkers watched it last weekend mike on saturday he's like i'm gonna talk to you about it when i see you again okay so i talked to him and he's like i said i didn't it's like it's long but i had to watch it immediately again on sunday i'm like well that means oh, you probably wow. enjoyed it a little bit so uh we, we've talked a little about it and, and he he enjoyed it so um that's that's good on hbo max right now for everybody Black Adam, we got a little bit of a... We didn't get to see any of this footage. I'm going to be honest. There's some footage here, but some descriptions. And I, I just included... I didn't want to pick anything that could be potentially taken as spoilery. So I just pulled out some bits and pieces here for these footage pieces. But Black Adam, apparently he's, like, fighting the military, like, helicopters. But he's catching missiles and, like, walking away from explosions. Classic. And <laughs> immediately I thought of that Hulk... The Incredible Hulk scene, right? At the... um When he's at the school and he's, like, catching the missiles from, like you know, the helicopters and like fighting mm-hmm. and like throwing cars. I'm so like, uh, you know, I, I imagine they were going to make him on that strength level, similar to the Hulk a little bit, um, with what this sounds like. Um, Dr. Fate played by Pierce Brosnan opens a, they say a mirror portal and it says it looks a lot like maybe Dr. Strange stuff, but you know, Dr. Fate is the DC equivalent of Dr. Strange. Uh, so that's not really surprising there. I'd like to see what that looks like. And they're apparently past and present day scenes showing his history, 
when um from the first, last show when he was like a slave and like you know the ancient version of Black Adam and how he is today with the powers of I guess Shazam or, or whatever is is fueling him. So uh, it looks like we're going to be getting some back and forth on this film. I'm very excited about this. I, I know very little about Black Adam overall, and I feel like this is with the Rock's enthusiasm and some of the other characters. I'm kind of excited about this, Mike. Yeah, I'm curious, what are the odds uh, that Dwayne the Rock Johnson will play a character that is remotely different from just his own personality? Mm-hmm. And I don't think Black Adam is where it's going to start, right? <laughs> like, if yeah. anything, Black Adam is probably closer to maybe his professional wrestling days where he kind of gets to be like the baddie but like with the redeemable qualities so uh yeah what do you do with the biggest movie star in a comic book movie we will find out and this one's been in production quote-unquote production for about 13 years now i think they first announced him in 2009 with with the rock and out so like they've they've gone through like quite the the renaissance the rise and fall of some studios right like um and how superhero films like 2009 was the year of X-Men origins Wolverine, uh, when they announced this. So like, hopefully they've, they're not just using that script from back then and just, and sticking with it. So, um, knock on wood, we, we get to see some black Adam trailer because that is still the only film dropping this year. I believe, um, live action from DC. No, Shazam moved up to December. So yes, we'll talk about that. Shazam fury of the gods right here, actually. And this is going to pop up twice here. Um, and what we'll talk about, but there's a dream sequence involving Wonder Woman, Mike, that they, they mm. talked about. So One, that I wonder which Wonder Woman it is supposed to be, right? Yes, because they've they've obviously shown that they can bring superheroes into this movie without identifying the actor. Uh, even uh, if you look over at um, Peacemaker, there are ways that you can obscure the identity but have the iconic costumes and. In a dream sequence, that would be even easier to do. You know, you have the soft edges, you have silhouettes of characters. So I, I'm curious if that's going to be Gal Gadot. Yeah, I, exactly. Or, or are they going to do like? Well, remember how they did? They did Wonder Woman or Superman at the end of the first. Like, we're not even going to bring the actor in. We're just going to pretend the actor's here. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know. But like Shazam, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised uh if they they do something goofy with it so yeah. I, I i would think it's not clear yet because i feel like the news would be gal gadot in fury of the gods mm. if we knew for a certain it was gal gadot <laughs> well, exactly and, and honestly you know it could be you know maybe maybe she is in there i, I again what i read from the descriptions i try to just keep everything like the most basic ones uh so mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't ruin anything uh for us so we'll we'll see wonder which wonder woman's in there like you said um, he's also fighting the daughters of Atlas, so it's played by Helen Mirren, Lucy Liu, and I forget who the the third one was. It's a, it's another a younger actress, so that seems to be the villains of the film, uh, rather than the talking worm from the end of the last one. Um, and then apparently the whole idea is that there the, there's weakening barriers between the mundane world and the magical world in this. So they've not really explored magic uh, as much, like the world of magic, just you know, just in Shazam, just. The Billy Batson character, so I'm interested to, for them to open up DC a little bit more with the magical. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got Doctor Fate coming up in Black Adam. We've got you know Black Adam himself, Shazam, possibly a Zatanna film, right? Down, we're in the works down the road. Like, magic seems to be maybe where they're leaning into a little bit in DC. Uh, following, I would say, the success of Marvel's use of magic with uh, the Scarlet Witch and, and Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. right? So, well, fantastical magical abilities may be the only tool in their tool set 
yeah. to possibly redo this franchise and mm-hmm. correct things and try to get things. I know that they're still trying to get their leadership in order over at the studio. Yeah. And anything that they might dream up on their very first day, you're not going to see on screen for probably like three to four years. So uh, we'll see if any of this kind of world building sticks around long term, you know? Yeah. And, and hopefully, I mean, again, I think Shazam is you know a strong enough uh alone to be there by itself right um you know i think aquaman's pretty strong flash is on edge wonder woman definitely needs a lift right uh, after 84 so um not too worried the other thing is the date was pushed back to avoid avatar um the the avatar the way of water the sequel we'll talk about that in a little bit um but uh so it moved back like five days to like december 21st or something like that uh so really not a lot um, but like like we've always said, as much as a little as we don't enjoy Avatar, do not underestimate James Cameron at the box mm-hmm. office, right? So uh, Shazam is even though as, as as fun as it is, because I would not recommend um, putting it up up, up there. Uh, moving on, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. I think I probably know the least about this. Um, the most I know is that um, Amber Heard is at trial with Johnny Depp still, and she plays <laughs> um, Mara in this. So that's about all I know. But apparently they showed some footage with Arthur, uh, Aquaman, and Orm, who's Ocean Master, teaming up in this film. And I think maybe we saw some earlier photos of them, like, on the beach, right? I think the director shared a couple months ago, um, kind of teasing a team-up rather than, you know, them fighting like they did in the first one. Black Manta is wielding an ancient power of some sort. Did he get any? I couldn't remember at the end of that movie. Did he find something ancient tech-related, or did he just go to the guy who played... um, you know, there was like Jimmy Woo. there was like yeah there was like that post credit scene right I think he was just like tinkering with some Atlantean technology I yeah. think that's the last I okay remember. so we'll probably figure out what that is and then um this was probably the coolest part it sounds like that he will be uh, in an octopus like mech suit underwater when he's oh, um, fighting stuff yeah that sounds cool <laughs> yeah um I, I to me some of the best Aquaman stuff was that big battle at the end right like where he's they have all the different sea creatures fighting each other mm-hmm. at the at the. It's like the Battle of the Five Armies, Lord of the Rings style, but underwater. So, um, I, I'd be interested to see kind of what they do with this. And um, James Wan, uh, you know, just going at it. I mean, it feels like he's kind of got free reign to do whatever he wants in Aquaman, right? Like, um, it doesn't really affect the DC world at large. So, yeah. Anything else you want to add to, to Aquaman? Uh, I think honestly, the big question mark yeah. is everything that's not related to the production. It's the Amber Heard question, yeah. right? <laughs> like, because that is uh, it is it is rough going. My guess is the most likely turnout, the most likely situation is she's just not brought back for a third movie, mm-hmm. right? Um, more drastic, like there would be post production things that happen. Right? So maybe I, they do uh maybe they do like a pickup day where like they kill her off or something. Well, like I was that. gonna say the rumor <laughs> is that they the, the script had it like they didn't fire her because the script had it where she was killed to kind of force you know this the story along a little bit. Like Arthur, the only way he can you know avenge her is by teaming up with you know yeah. his, his be- brother. Be- best case scenario, she's dead in the first act, and we can all move along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, worst case scenario, she comes back. But um, I, I think they could recast Mara. They've they've recast before over there. So yeah, I mean um, they they did it with Don Cheadle. So mm-hmm. yep, and, and several other characters along the way. Uh, the Hulk, literally, the Hulk was recast, mm-hmm. um, and that's the lead actor of the franchise. So um, 
yeah anyway so yeah nothing i mean i'm, I'm excited about this movie it like i said it is i believe spring of next year so we're under a year away um you know again um jason momoa very very great uh lead character right very infectious he loves what he's doing as, as aquaman and, and you can feel it when he's when he's playing it so cool the Flash, the, the only man who wants to fight all of Hawaii in one go, um, Ezra Miller. But we're not here to talk about Ezra Miller. The, the footage shows Michael Keaton's Batman has multiple bat suits, Mike, just like all the toys we had when we were younger. Yeah. Um, different kinds, different versions. He is he is the Iron Man of the DC Universe, and finally we see him with a bunch of the suits. Ice climbing Batman, scuba yes. Batman, space Batman. <laughs> exactly. A magic missile firing Batman. Whatever, whatever you want to do it. So I don't know what his suits are, but they did say he has multiple bat suits. Uh, he will be de-aged at the, at the beginning, but have a, like long white hair and like a beard. Like he's like, you know, just more of a recluse at this point when we find him, rather than the clean cut version we saw set photos of later on um so that's uh interesting uh supergirl's parents um are in this as well so we don't have to worry about figuring out if they're going to be in here because they're uh, confirmed to be in here mike and we've talked about it before but do you want to know who they are or do you want to wait till the trailer comes out uh i'll wait until the trailer comes out i don't know much about the lineage of supergirl besides she's um clark kent's cousin so uh it's not it's not in this one so i'll I'll tell you that right now so it's another universal but that's fine yeah that's great we've i believe we've covered it before if anyone wants to know you can probably just do a quick google search but we'll we'll, we'll wait for the trailer i think the flash is uh, you know despite literally all the product the the troubles with the actor not the product well even the production i went through like eight directors Mm -hmm. i want to watch this movie the most i'm so excited to see all the different, you know, to bring back Michael Keaton's Batman to see how they erase the universe and set stuff forward. Um, but since it's been pushed back with the new Warner, you know, leadership, this is an opportunity for them to kind of preliminary set some things in motion, right? Um, mm-hmm. For that, so I think I think you're right by by saying that that earlier. And then also they did confirm that Ben Affleck's Batfleck is in the movie, um, not for how long, but they did show footage of him in the movie um, as well. I, I believe on his motorcycle even so. Um, they're just going all out with multiple versions of every character in this film. Um, and, and I don't think this is not a knock on it. I don't think it's in response to Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness, but I am seeing, you know, similarities. Um, but all, all comic book characters are, have a counterpart on the other, other side as well. So, um, yeah, very excited, Mike, anything else on, on, on the flash? I mean, can you imagine the toys? (laughs) I'm just still much like I've always been ever since we heard this movie was coming out. Still waiting. <laughs> yeah, still waiting. Uh, cautiously optimistic along the way. Very, very uh, excited myself. All right, moving there. That's DC's notes. That's the that's the big takeaways uh, from this. But we're going to talk about um, a, a Disney movie. Now Disney, previously Fox, coming out later this year that we've heard literally nothing on hardly at all. And that is the first Avatar sequel avatar the way of water now mind you this is not avatar the last airbender despite how the title sounds um because you could easily get that confused with avatar right because there's waterbenders um uh but the first stills were revealed and um these were taken down off an official post i was able to find a backup um very unknown account here um it's Mm -hmm. in spanish um and it shows off you know jake sully uh in his you know navi form riding the back one of those creatures uh, a lot of avatars maybe ready like maybe fish creatures it looks like um and i believe that one on the front left kind of looks 
she i mean maybe pregnant i don't know like they're gonna talk yeah about i don't maybe. know i don't know what a pregnant navi looks like but yeah she's either pregnant or she just ate <laughs> yeah exactly it's water weight um because they're in the ocean and then there's a another like i what i assume is jake sully underwater with a big um you know a pandora whale and uh the last one i I don't know if this is the character we've known before, but it's just showing the Navi, the details of the characters. The effects don't look like they've really come that far since the original movie in still frame mode. Um, I would love to see them in action, and we will get to see them in action this week, but um, these stills are a good sampling of what's to come, I believe, right? Yeah, it, it's really hard to tell because uh, I think it kind of goes into the second bullet point you have here where the original film is going to be remastered for theaters. Yes. And it's so weird to think of that movie getting remastered, right? Mm-hmm. Like that was supposed to be like the pinnacle of movie technology when it came out. But like it came out a while ago. There probably maybe be, is a years. little bit of room. Yeah. Like, there's a little room in there to be mastered. And I don't think there's a wide availability of the film in 4K. Uh, I, I think like there's some like abstract kind of released window avenues that had 4k, but you can't just readily go out to like Best Buy and like pick it up in yeah. 4k if you wanted to. They, I believe the last pressing was the, the, the Blu-ray 3d in 2012. If I, mm-hmm. if I, if I remember, I looked this up, right. Um, so yeah, yeah, they've not really come back and re-released it. So this, this upscaling is going to be interesting if they released it in 2009. So they meant they spent a lot of the technology in 2007, 2008 making this movie, right. Doing the, mm-hmm. the CG. So, across 13 years i'd love to see what they've done with this um yeah my i think my two biggest observations is one uh, i'm curious to see it are we looking at surfaced water right because we see them floating on the water or are there like uh navi that like have gills right that are breathing underwater if so i'm curious what james cameron's take is of an underwater world because we know he's a bit of a uh a scuba man himself, a diver. Mm-hmm. I want to say like spelunking, but that's for caves. So whatever the yeah. equivalent is for deep ocean diving. Uh, because if you remember back to our review of Aquaman, I kind of am not a big fan of like underwater worlds. Yeah. Like they're kind of murky. They're not super exciting. Everything moves like a little bit slower because everything's like flowy. So like the way that underwater worlds have been adapted so far on uh, cinema, like just aren't super uh, exciting to me so i'm curious mm. if maybe james cameron has a different take on it um does not look like it from these stills but hopefully yeah. we can we can be proven wrong and number two uh, i don't maybe there's maybe navi have like submarines like made of like wicker baskets or something like <laughs> that i don't know uh but uh number two is that i believe this footage was screened with 3d glasses so uh james cameron is he gonna reinvigorate 3d for another time right yeah. uh we we often talk about when we go buy our movie tickets that there's like 80 percent of the showings are in 2d now and it's not only more a couple yeah. yeah there's only a couple 3d screenings so is this the movie that brings people back to spending more money on movie tickets so they can see it in 3d all i can say is right now is it seems like a waste to not see the movie in 3D, right? This is probably the first 3D movie I voluntarily see since Gravity, which mm-hmm. came out a long time ago. So yeah. maybe the box office will reward James Cameron with this third dimension yet again. Yeah, I would um I would love to to possibly think so, but you know, as as someone who has a visual imperative, 3D doesn't really reach to me. Um but, you know, I I Maybe I'll see it multiple times. I did not see the first one multiple times in theater, but if I can see it in a non-3D, I'm going to take that option, um, despite his attempt to to do it, you know, um, 3D well or however he wants to do it. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm down the to revisit. We've talked about revisiting Avatar, right? Um, oh, we will. We will yes, indeed and, do a spoiler cast on the first Avatar. But here's the best part: by September of this year, we can actually go see it in theaters rather than watch yeah. it at home if we wanted to. Nice. Uh, now I have been. Uh, I think I've told you off off air, offhand, that I'm looking to buy 3D glasses for my projector since it supports 3D. Um, mm-hmm. stuff so if they come out if i can find a, a good 3d copy and and get those glasses for um, a decent price i might try it at home as well um to see it. but i believe um i don't know i i just i don't know if i'm excited to watch 3d films i i, I we've talked about this you know ad hoc or, or whatever ad hoc we've talked about it a lot uh <laughs> but like do i want to see it in 3d do we want 3d to see a resurgence mike I don't know. Um, after you going through literally two Resident Evil movies where they just practice throwing <laughs> things at the screen at you because of 3D, is that something we want to dip our toes back into at the end? Well, of the day? if anything, we know this will be an inflection point. We will see how the market reacts, as any good economist would say. Yes, and I did a quick, um, just quick dive into um, Avatar on um, on. Uh, illegal download sites if you will uh i mean just to see there are no 4k versions that i can even download um all they have are the the 1080p blu-ray rips and i don't even see um dolby atmos or like high-end like dtsx versions of audio in here like they are or uh, they've not done any upgrades to these um films in you know like i said 13 years so i'd be excited to see what that mix looks like uh, sounds like at the end of the day um so um, yeah, Avatar. And then also the trailers this week with Doctor Strange. That was the other big thing. Um, so uh, if we're going to watch it, uh, we're, we will next week we will literally be talking about the, the trailer, Mike, about what this looks like. So um, while we may have jumped the gun here to look at the stills, I think it's very um, interesting to know that we'll get to watch it with Doctor Strange and they're, they know how many how many butts are going to be in seats for this movie, Mike. That's <laughs> that's a big, big, important part um, for that. Anything else you want to add to Avatar? I'm waiting for the trailer. I'm weirdly excited, which is something I wasn't expecting. Oh yeah, exactly. And and then there's also three more sequels after this as well, right? Like that's mm-hmm. that's the, the the crazy part. We're only um moving moving along uh, to like the next uh I guess how many three more along the way. So okay, well that's enough stalling because I forgot to link something here in the notes, Mike, that you need to see to actually. <laughs> understand this uh so guardians we're gonna shift gears into, into marvel because it's all the other guardians of the galaxy uh the holiday special james gunn shared um the rap gift they've they finished rapping or finished filming this so they get rap gifts right we've rap filming and they, they kind of go through with ornaments showing all the characters here in christmas attire sweaters christmas lights so on and so forth the most important thing here is there is no gamora in this right number one mm-hmm. number two is cosmo the space dog gets his own ornament. So is this where we get to see Cosmo come back from guardians one and become, you know, a, uh, a part of this, the series, this little, this little, uh, spinoff on, on Disney plus. It, it, it seems like it might. Yeah. I, I also saw some footage or not footage, some screenshots earlier of, um, uh, Drax and Mantis filming in like Hollywood, like at the, the, the yeah, that, that popped up in my tick. That popped up in my TikTok feed. They were outside of the the Chinese theater yeah. in Hollywood. So, like, are they insinuating that the holiday special will return to Earth? They will be, uh, like, you know, going yeah. to, like, a, a an Earth movie theater? Mm-hmm. You know, because if, if there's going to be, like, 
yeah, the holiday special should be canon in some way. But I think if they kind of want to bend the rules a little bit, like narratively, I think we'll kind of let it go for a holiday it, special, you know? Well, I think the thing is post-Endgame, I don't think the Guardians or, or even the Earth is going to be adverse to alien, like, alien visitors coming back. Like, Peter's not going to worry about coming back to Earth, right? He's now been on Earth because they, they fought the battle. Um, you know, maybe you know, we're going to see them come back a little more because of their um, the, they're fine with that. Or... It just could be one of those things where it's like literally, even if it's not canonical and this is just, oh my gosh, we're going to go watch Christmas movies with Drax and Mantis because, you know, they're like the two people who wouldn't understand these movies the most. Let's mm-hmm. go do it. Um, but I think Cosmo, is, again, a huge, you know, I don't think he was overlooked. I think he's just a small cameo in the first one, right? A lot of opportunity here. And um, and if you've not played the Guardians of the Galaxy game, he is a big part of that uh, game that released well, uh and we do see a uh, Groot kind of back to his normal glory, yeah. at least by the holiday special. Yes, yes. So that that makes me think, you know, um, you know, will he be that way for it? Hopefully, hopefully he is, and it's not just a, um, you know, uh, w- just to have a different group. Because I also see, we also see Kraglin with his fin on his head, uh, the big fin that he was putting on at the end of Guardians too. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see a little bit of this footage, Mike. I think maybe we'll get some later this summer, uh, even though. Um, well, San Diego is this year, right? Yeah, so mm-hmm. maybe they'll they'll throw some at San Diego for us to to have a little have a little pixie along the way. Uh, so we'll jump into that. Was not actually at CinemaCon. That was pre CinemaCon. So let's jump into some Marvel CinemaCon news. We got good. We got bad. We got ugly. They did show um, a picture of the film slate for the next two years of Marvel uh, slash Disney, and I didn't really like. It's just the order that we know everything's coming in. Um, mm-hmm. Did you were you able to look at that? I didn't. I forgot to look yeah, at Yeah, I, well. I browsed it briefly. I didn't really see any big standouts. And then plus, the last two years have taught me to not believe any release date I'd ever see anymore. <laughs> exactly. You're like, okay. this. Well, literally, what's funny is I believe if I can find the photo of this, uh, again, literally uh, two movies changed release dates since then. Um, uh, so, yeah, four days ago. Here it is on thing. Yep. Uh, two of these movies, yeah, sw- swapped release dates already. So we're actually... Um, this, this isn't even correct at this part, so we'll, we'll we'll talk about that here in a minute. But first, you didn't get to talk to me about the Thor Love and Thunder teaser, Mike. You were out yeah, last week. Yeah, I didn't. Week. I did um, not. So, you know, first, we'll just get our news over with. We have a an image of Thor in his peaceful moments, right? He mm-hmm. looks to be kind of in a relaxation. He's got his flag banners hanging from the tree, enjoying the sunrise or the sunset in his robes. Looks to be very peaceful, you know. Um, but mm-hmm. and we can tell this is a scene from the from the movie. We kind of saw it. But you let me know what you thought of the <laughs> teaser last week. I mean, it it was fine. Uh, I thought the funniest part about it was people have been chomping at the bit, getting Thor: Love and Thunder trending on Twitter for weeks and weeks, if not months now. And this is like the teaseriest the teaser mm-hmm. trailer we've had from Marvel in a long time. So you're not really getting any of the villain. You're not getting a whole lot of uh, new characters. It's just kind of like, oh, here he is. He's still alive. He's still out yep. there. Thor's still there. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I don't think this is really what people were expecting or waiting for. But uh, there is a very short amount of time until the next uh, until the movie drops. So I anticipate the trailer everybody really wants to see is probably just around the corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, exactly. It, it's, and I think, you know, how much of this, after after you've watched, um, you know, our, our flag means death, do you think that this is Taika Waititi just having fun poking at people wanting a, 
a very revealing trailer like kind of yeah like, i don't know it I've, feels I'm like kinda... he kind of cut it a little bit to be honest about yeah i'm how curious how how much uh taika has control over like the marketing side uh-huh. of things like when it comes to trailers but everybody knows taika now he's a personality yeah. he's a knowable figure and like the movies fit kind of that personality so i wouldn't be surprised if you know editing the trailer puts it in that direction but yeah, yeah I, so this movie comes out july right? that is correct i actually have here pull up the superhero slate upcoming uh movie and release schedule and it comes out july 8th um, yeah like, which i thought i was gonna say um you might be lucky to watch it somewhere else but anyway yeah i doubt um i mean i doubt that there will be a new trailer by dr strange in theaters like mm-hmm. it seems like this will be the trailer that's in front yeah. of dr strange but are there any other big media moments coming up where we might see like the full-fledged trailer or will, will it just kind of be like a casual midweek drop kind of like how this one was i, I uh, assume it'd probably be a midweek drop i know they they had that photo a couple of weeks ago of them doing the press you know tours mm-hmm. but they didn't do any of that information or release any of that with this first trailer right like there was nothing there like radio silence this is here's the teaser good luck so i believe you know there we're, we're probably is a, a dedicated event to this that's not relate related to um mm-hmm. like like a like a release the only thing i can think of um when is pixar coming uh, not pixar um lightyear coming out um I, oh I, yeah it could be i think it's is lightyear june yeah i'm, uh, I'm going to this may this month first or no i go Downton Abbey. It's not going to come out with Downton Abbey. June uh, June seventeenth is when Lightyear drops. Yeah, so that's that's two weeks before they had movie. They had tickets on sale before that. Um, I'm looking here. Uh, <laughs> we're we're desperately trying to polish this crystal yeah. ball to see when <laughs> we just want that other. Maybe. Like right, we we, we want to see we want to see Gore the God Butcher, right? We yeah. want to see these we want to see these goats <laughs> that fly around yes. that pull that that pull the the ship. So we want to see uh, a little bit more of Jane Foster because we get we did get to see that shot of Jane yeah. Foster and she looked that, pretty sick in the in the uniform. I, and I didn't talk about it, but that that scene actually lines up with Captain America's uh, reveal in Endgame when he pulls the hammer over, and that's mm-hmm. how like his like that's identical to his pose and the hammer flying to his her hands like is the same way. And I was like, oh, that's a very fun homage to this. Um, yeah, I know some people have been uh, picking the trailer you know, apart, like, you know, frame by frame. And they, they, they've noticed a couple shots, like where Marvel likes to like paint out a character, yeah, right? Yep. You know, you look at the composition of a scene and go, what? there's this weird blank space over there. So they are, they are holding some things back. So stay tuned, stay subscribed. Uh, I, we'll let you know when the next one's coming. I believe after talking last week, I believe that empty space with Thor and Korg is meek. Um, mm-hmm. Because we've not seen him yet, and I've seen the the Funko vinyl. Did I send you the Funkos of this one? Technically, Meek is in that final battle in Endgame, though. Right, but yeah, but he's not like it's not super. Uh, right. Yeah, he, he is there, but like in in this, the Funko for this shows him in a different outfit that that is funny, uh, humorous, uh, okay. more than more than a battle. So uh, I believe that that might be it. Um, also, I, I really hope this gives people the opportunity to read Jason Aaron's Thor runs between Thor, his God Butcher runs, and the Mighty Thor with Jane Foster runs. I think those are very great comic books to read, uh, and those are you know collected from you know eight years ago. So you can, you don't have to wait week to read week. read comic books. Yeah, what a what a concept. <laughs> well, I, I, you weren't here, but you saw the one panel right where they literally took the scene out of the comic book and did it one. Yeah, for one yeah, it was. 
And it wasn't even one of those things where it was just like, oh, we heavily use this frame as inspirations. No, like they literally like drag onto canvas, lower opacity, put things yeah. exactly where they're supposed to go. Exactly. Uh, so we talked about last week, and this is you know more your thing. Like I really hope the artist um, Isad Rebic, who, who's like actually one of my favorite Marvel artists, gets paid or more credit for that because if they paid someone else to storyboard this film and they took the panel that he already drew one for one, like I feel like that's he did the work someone else just copied yeah. and pasted it down so yeah it is very strange right it, it seems like the comic superhero comic book industry is like turning more and more and just to like research and development like i wouldn't yeah. be surprised if at some point in time like they're running these comic industries like at a loss or at break even yeah. just so they can generate ideas mm-hmm. I, I i don't know so yeah, yeah it's uh this is uh, but this is what happens when you yeah. have a gigantic uh, uh, corporations and yeah. huge mega mergers, uh, things get yeah. weird like that. Yeah, and and also it's it's part of the comic book industry is you know work for hire. Anything you do at a comic book, you know house they own technically, at the end of the day. But you know in this world of like you know hey, th- th- throw them a bone a little bit. You know they're they're helping you figure out your stories. They're helping you design the the look and feel. And it's it's a very um, symbiotic relationship. Uh, better so than Venom or Venom. Let there be carnage. <laughs> along the way all right moving along uh this week literally dr strange uh in the multiverse of madness uh this is i i'm so stoked for this mike i'm so hyped to watch this movie um that yes. i've actually at, come across some accidental teaser reveals yeah i was gonna <laughs> say explain this to me in more detail yeah, but yeah. obviously without the spoilers you were like yeah. on a youtube playlist and saw like yeah. unlisted videos or right something. so yeah so i was watching some i was just going through the trailers right i like to rewatch the ones we've already seen i don't want to watch the i don't like watching tv spots so i'm like hey i'm gonna satisfy my desire to watch tv spots by just rewatching the teaser trailer or mm-hmm. the trailers and like get it out of my system and then the next video that played was in an unlisted playlist with videos that said dr strange this week and this was like on a wednesday and i'm like it's next week what's going on here so i did a little research into it and um you know someone else had seen it too some saw it on some reddit and like apparently i'd stumbled into an unlisted playlist on youtube because Uh-oh. the next video was like literally hey you're in this playlist the like the link that was in the ad was the playlist link rather than the actual direct video link um, yeah. So literally, I've seen tr- uh, TV spots that are coming out this week for the movie, which the, we always have the week of has the biggest spoilers, the biggest reveals to to hook any last minute, you know, yeah. people. I pulled I pulled up the latest uh, Jurassic World trailer that came out a couple days ago, uh, just the other day, and the pre roll ad before it was a Doctor Strange like TV spot, so I had to like cover my eyes and like, uh, what is this? What is this? Mm-hmm. I can't see it. <laughs> So uh, yeah, I've I've heard that some of these TV spots are being a little bit more revealing, which I don't want to see. Yeah, they're being very gratuitous with some of the stuff. And now, mind mm. you, Marvel will fake us out at any mm. given time. Um, literally, you know, any of that Thor stuff could could have their background. Yeah. Like, remember when Ragnarok was like, we're fighting Hela in an alley in New York, and then it's like, mm-hmm. nope, we're actually in Norway. Yeah, but also they will definitely, to sell more tickets and get people to the box office, like in three weeks, right, when the whole identity of that whole council, right, is revealed, uh, they will be in trailers, right? Mm -hmm. Go, go, go back to Doctor Strange, the best... The best reviewed, the highest grossing movie of all time. Go see it now. Look, yeah. here's all these people from these X Men movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, Black Bolt. Everyone loves Black Bolt. Hopefully, yeah. no, he's not in there. But yeah, there's, there's, I saw a lot more than I wanted to. 
Um, and that's fine, though. I think, you know, we are in an age of, you know, spoilers are gray territory now. But I, I do like to not... I, I like watching the trailers and only watching the teaser, yeah. or the, the TV I spot, mean, so... The biggest question mark for me right now is America Chavez, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, th- this character that's been in every trailer now, we don't know anything about her. I saw, like, um, I don't know if it was a rumor or if it, it was confirmed or what the deal was, but... There was talks that she was going to be in Spider-Man No Way Home. That originally, she, she was in the first draft of it, yeah. Yeah, so we'll see where this picks up. So, it seems like she was, the groundwork yeah. was tried to get laid earlier. Yeah, well, her, her uh, she's a relatively, you know, within the last decade character in the comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's got a very unique ability, um, and uh, you'll see a lot of star shapes with her, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so her name is like Miss America uh, in the comic books because of the star shapes, not because she's any relation to Captain America. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that and uh, we'll not do any research. But this is this week. I'm excited. I'm going Thursday at 4 p.m. and IMAX. Um, you know, I, again, I, I did. I was telling Mike before the show, there are 35 millimeter copies out in big cities. So L.A., Chicago, I'm pretty sure New York's got them. There's only a couple of these, so if you, you're a film head, a fanatic, you want to watch them in 35 millimeter, do get it, and you get the opportunity. I would go check those out. I didn't. I did say this uh, on the screen. I have found the closest Screen X theater to me. Mike is in Nashville, Tennessee, which is a three-hour drive for me. What um, is Screen X? <laughs> so that's the one that has the panels on the side of the of the theater that they project oh. onto sideways. So it's like a big wraparound kind of thing. I forgot about this concept. <laughs> well, that's where last week on the news they showed. Um, the the back of Professor X's head on Screen X, and it shows his yellow chair behind his head, right from that scene they they showed in the, the trailers. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, that's fun. Maybe I do want to see. I, is this the movie I want to attempt Screen X in? Right, like if mm-hmm. I want to try a Screen X, I've got to literally go out of my way to do it. Um, so is this the movie You're I want to try? You're gonna have to stretch your eyeballs. You're gonna have to like yeah. do some like a loop de loops with your yeah. eye. The stretch them. You gotta get. You gotta. Uh, get that peripheral going the only theater where i'd want to sit in the back row right to see everything uh <laughs> mm-hmm. so i'd be interested to try that out but again it's a three-hour drive to um nashville for me so will it happen i don't know we will see um yeah Doctor strange this week also uh move along on the news here you sent this to me but i already knew about it because i had it in the show notes uh <laughs> john watts is uh taking a break from superhero films after the success of three Spider-Man movies, and so he will be stepping away from Fantastic Four. Um, you know, this 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 breaks our heart a little bit because we were so excited because of the success of Spider-Man movies. Yeah, but, but I understand. Str- this, yeah, the strange thing is, like, weirdly enough, nobody ever talked about John Watts for making yeah. these incredibly successful Spider-Man yeah. movies. Some of my favorite in the MCU, not a household name like you know Taika yep. Waititi is. Or some of these other directors, like the Russo brothers, is is the fact that the Russo brothers are just brothers makes him more ingrained mm-hmm. in the memory, right? Like, oh, there's two people behind it. They're brothers. There's more of a story there. There's yeah. more to remember. So uh, it's just strange, right? Nobody knows who John Watts is. I don't know if that's good or bad, if he likes it that way. Um, I think he has something like in development at like Apple Plus. Yeah, so he, it's got like Brad like Pitt the, and somebody else involved. Like he's he's got yeah. a, a regular. Movie. So like he's the he's the type of director now that has like a thousand things like in productions, right? I'm sure if we went to his IMDb page and looked at upcoming, the list is like longer than the stuff he's worked on in the past, right? Um, but I mean, 
I would say close out this this is this is a good this could be a good sign. I'm trying to look on the rosy side of things, right, yeah. Chris? Because we were looking forward to him doing Fantastic yeah. Four. Uh, this could be good because a director, they're all artists, right? Barring mm. maybe somebody that directs a Resident Evil movie on occasion. Mm. Michael Bay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's an artist. He wants to flex his muscles a little bit. He kind of, he did his work right. He yeah. um, he climbed the ladder. Now he's at the top and he wants to direct whatever he wants to direct. So mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you, you we kind of already see this happening with some other stuff, right? Like uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, they're kind of doing not vanity projects, but they're doing their own stories, like over yeah. at Apple Plus as well. Well, with, Russo uh, Brothers uh, did. Uh, was it Cherry? And then they've got the Gray Man coming out. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they 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 peaked out with Endgame and Infinity War, and they're like, let's do our own stuff for a minute. Yeah. So it, it seems like it's amicable, right? Yeah. Uh, with John Watts, so maybe we'll see him back at some other point in time. But I guess we should just be happy that uh he gave us three great spider-man yeah. movies and um yeah we'll just look, I, look at it that way <laughs> well and also you know i would much rather have if he's coming into fantastic four fatigued or run down we're not going to get a good movie right like you know i'm glad he's able to like look this is a, a an opportunity um to to potentially be successful to make a lot of money to do what i wanted to do or whatever but he's like you know my health my you know, creativeness comes first and, and to pull that out because some people are just yes, man. And they'll just say, yep, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And you'll get a really, really bad movie. Right. Like, yeah. you know, after six resident evil movies, I'm sure you, you're like, God damn, <laughs> like whoever's making this isn't even trying anymore. Um, yeah. It is so. funny though. This, this news is on the heels of Dr. Strange, which is probably the most recent Marvel movie, right. To have yeah. a directorial uh, swap. I don't even remember who the original Der- Derek, was. Um, Scott Derrickson. Yeah, that's right. Who directed so, the first one, which I need to rewatch yeah. this week, uh, by the way. If anyone else is rewatching, let me know. But. Yeah, so maybe this, uh, maybe once Doctor Strange comes out, hopefully it's good. Hopefully we love it and we'll be like, okay, not a big deal when Marvel needs to uh, swap directors. And mm-hmm. uh, this wouldn't even be last minute. Like, this is, I would say, this is probably the appropriate time to announce stepping back, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and like, they're not in the middle of production, they're, they're not, you know, um, you know, uh, oh my gosh, you know, it's releasing, you know, within six months or kind of thing. It's they're very early on. I think the other, um, it made me actually think of actually when, um, the bigger news was right. Whenever, uh, Edgar Wright left Ant-Man and, uh, mm-hmm. they gave it to Peyton Reed, who's done two movies and he's doing the third one. So, you know, um, I don't think he's going to get it, but like there's opportunities to, to shift, you know, directors and early on and, and work through that. Now, I mean, the other thing is the rumor as of, as of today, like, they have gone back to John Krasinski, who was in talk to play Mr. Fantastic, to actually direct the film instead. Um, you know, since he's, he's not doing um, any more, uh, at least right now, was it the uh, Quiet Place movies? Um, so I thought you know, there was a third one in development, but it, I don't it know is, if he's attached to directing. No, he's not. So the third one was, they talked about Simicon. It's a prequel. It's like day one, um, mm-hmm. a Quiet Place day one, which is like, we, they kind of touched on a little bit in two, right? Like the, the mm-hmm. um, so, but it's he's not directing it; somebody else is. He's just producing it. Um, and I believe the third one down the road, the, the is it, I don't think he's directing either. I think he's moved into a producing role on the on the franchise. But John Krasinski, I think he'd do a great job directing it. As much as people want to see him play Mister Fantastic, I still think as a director he'd be fine, right? Like, yeah, I mean, if you look outside of his uh, famous iconic roles as an actor, right, in the mm-hmm. Office and. Some could say maybe even his. Um, I don't remember who he was in that Amazon series. Jack Ryan, that book character. Jack Ryan, that's right. 
Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily iconic enough for him. Uh, but this is very classic for Marvel, right? Hire a horror movie director. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's basically what he is, right? So this makes a lot of sense. And I've said it before a million times on the podcast, I don't want to see him as Mr. Fantastic because I don't want the internet to get what it wants all the time. Right. I think that the internet sometimes is like a child and they don't always get to go hang out with their friends or they don't always get the candy it, bar that they want or the ice cream. <laughs> nine, 9.5 out of 10 times, maybe even 9.9, if, if the, the internet is campaigning for an actor, it's not going to happen happen though so yeah uh, i mean it it worked out well with benedict cumberbatch but i felt like the fervor behind that was like not as intense like it wasn't it wasn't just like we know better than you cast this person it was just like hey benedict cumberbatch here i photoshopped him as dr strange doesn't it look cool it's like yes that does look cool when i look at john krasinski i don't i don't feel mr fantastic Mm -hmm. i'm not saying he couldn't embody the character but i'm just like stop trying to make this happen just go rewatch the office (laughs) well the other thing is um benedict cumberbatch was actually uh second or third choice i think um they actually almost cast uh, Joaquin Phoenix first. And that's why they went to the internet casting for the second one. Cause Joaquin Phoenix was actually in talks to do it. And he backed out at the last minute with that. So uh, could you imagine having him as the imagine if we have Joaquin Phoenix as Dr. Strange and Benedict Cumberbatch as a Joker. Like, can you just imagine <laughs> that universe where they flop, they swap Ooh, places. That's a multiverse that I'd like to go check out. That is a multiverse of madness for sure. So <laughs> um, yeah, no bad blood here. I think for John Watts and, 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 and Marvel, I think it's just, you know, typical like you know i've after spider-man and probably dealing with sony he's like i, I can take a break uh from this so um but no way home uh, you know great end cap for for a trilogy of films loki the tv series is uh season two is uh filming in a matter of weeks according to tom hiddleston so um that's exciting i feel like didn't that just end almost a year ago? But I was thinking this Cap, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think this started in May or June of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, very excited to, to return to the universe of Loki. And, um, you know, um, actually, it's I'm missing two bullet points here. I don't – I feel like someone deleted my notes along the way. <laughs> I wrote a couple things in here that didn't make it. But I believe this is going to tie into um, something a little larger, uh, if, if you will, here. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania – was moved up quite a bit, several months, to next year. Uh, if you go to the SuperheroSlate.com releases, you will see Ant-Man the Lost Quantum Mania is now February 17th of 2023. So we are now less than a year away from this. Um, for that. Yeah, it- I, I, I feel like, you know, with the production, it depends, right? Because Marvel's creating these, sh- these streaming shows at very, like, high quality, right? But they're only making so many episodes, and they kind of got a machine going at this point in time. It does make you wonder what happens first, Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania or Loki Season 2. So I believe the post-production on these is seeming to take a long time on the TV shows, more so than the movies, it feels like, over there. So I don't know if it's like, you know, and Loki's a huge uh, effects-heavy show, right? They're going through multiverses. Mm -hmm magic all this other fun stuff i could see it not coming out for another year working on this and then coming out next summer so next april next 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 may um even june but um with ant-man and the wasp quantum mania moving up um that also it, it replaced the marvels the marvels was moved back which i actually didn't think that was going to be the case because miss marvel is already debuting in a month right like mm-hmm. i thought they would move those closer together but they've swapped them and the theory is um, for this is that um, the Marvels is still at a place where it needs a little more work um, in production, and Ant-Man the Wasp has gone quite smoothly 
for it. So I don't think it would be story related, but I, I don't see how Loki would beat Ant-Man and the Wasp because I also know Echo is shooting, right? We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. So mm-hmm. if we assume production is tied to release date, um, we still got the rest of this year to kind of go through and, um, you know, She-Hulk possibly what if season two secret invasions already been filming echoes filming loki we we might be more than a year out for yeah. the Loki. Season i mean that's two. that's just what that's just the big question mark of things we don't know we yeah. don't know what this new phase of marvel is laddering up to right we yeah. don't know there's no thanos out there looming out in the galaxy that we're building up to so like we we ha- we know a lot of information right mm-hmm. we actually do know a lot of things that's coming but we don't know if it's culminating into anything right. so you can't really pin down the order of anything at the yeah. moment i think that the biggest thing here is we know that actor um jonathan majors is tied to both loki and quantum mania um mm-hmm. so i would think you know he might be the through line through this um for, for at least these three, or these two properties, three, uh, two seasons and a, and a movie. Um, do I think he's the big bad for the for the, the MCU? I don't know. I really don't know. And I don't think we will know for a little bit either, right? Like, there's um, they're kind of focusing a little bit on per- more personal, smaller stories along the way lately. Um, especially with the TV shows, right? Like, they're not, like, um, other than What If, and I, I don't really count that. Um, you know, WandaVision was a personal tragic story captain america was personal a hawkeye was very small um moon knight is proving to be very very uh you know personal and 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 individualized so you know is there a big plan for these or or, or are we still waiting for a tipping point in you know another year or two when something else kind of triggers this because eternals was you know despite people not watching and not liking it that did set up some huge concepts right like you know celestials and like other godly beings so i don't know where i was yeah, if you if you're trying to think of the largest stakes out there, it seems like the Eternals have set it up. But, yeah, and, uh, and the multiverse possibly, but you know that's we're moving through the multiverse at such a, a quick, brisk pace. I will Doctor Strange actually wrap it up at the end of it? Like, yeah, it, we've uh, just never we've never had to see Marvel kind of pivot from a critically not approved movie right mm-hmm. so like how do they pivot from was were they setting something up with the eternals were they not they still have plenty of ground to move now because they've only had one film in there but yeah yeah we just we don't really know where we're going but yeah. sometimes that's exciting exactly i think if we knew we would build our own stories and be disappointed when they didn't meet those stories right like like oh i was thinking they would go here i wish they would have gone here but now that we just don't know we, we're sitting back and enjoying the ride for the first time um, I did see another article where um, it said Kevin Feige was going to like a Marvel retreat where they're going to plan out the next 10 years of the MCU. Um, I, we always like to think that they've already got that planned out. But, you know, lately, you know, producers have been saying like, actually, it's just there's no big dry erase board. Like we literally just listen to the feedback and, and respond to it. Yeah. By I the like next to movie. think that they're just like around like a campfire in the woods, like making <laughs> yeah. s'mores. Like, no, what do we, what do we think Ant-Man should yeah. do next? And then we're just in the, we're in the trees, right? We're yeah. on like a, like those deer stands that hunters use, like with like these, like those binoculars. Night vision ears. goggles. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like what, what, what are they saying? I can't yeah. read lips. <laughs> yeah. Or like, there's like two or three of them on a, like a, on like a boat out in the middle of the lake, just fishing. And they come up with the idea, like right then and there. They're like, and we're the characters underneath the water. That's like, breathing through those reeds you know yeah. we use the reeds as like a snorkel yeah 
Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I love I, it. I, I, I want to see what they come back with. I hopefully they make some announcements this year. But like, I do understand from a, a point of view with the pandemic around the world for the past two years, they have really not had a lot of opportunity to. I probably plan or any plans they had have been shifted or outright canceled. Right? Like, mm-hmm. um, they they've had to adjust to that. And you know, I think in that in some situations quality and continuity has suffered uh, as much as we wish we had it along the way so hopefully we get more of this but yeah again all those release dates when they're announced you can check them out on the superheroeslate.com click upcoming releases everything uh, with the new release date has been highlighted in red um, and uh, we'll talk about a couple more of those here in a minute but first uh, sad news for fans of the CW Legends of Tomorrow was officially cancelled at the CW this weekend um, so I think it had seven seasons, maybe eight, and it ended on a cliffhanger. So, um, Oof. do you think they'll like try to do like some sort of event to like wrap this up? Like, t- we'll we'll do a Flash and uh, Superman event and try to wrap it up real fast together. I don't yeah, know, I, I I don't know. That's the thing. They could always, uh, yeah. I guess they could, could wrap up the characters on a different show. I yeah. think Superman and Lois is what. Superman and Lois and the Flash are those those the only really things still alive? Um, yep, and then uh, they've not talked about Gotham Knights yet, but I don't think that's going to have the effect um, that these other shows have had over time. But yeah, th- th- those are the only two left that I know of because the mm-hmm. other one, Batwoman, you're like, oh, what about Bat- Batwoman was canceled as well? Uh, we we didn't get to that bullet point, but Batwoman was officially canceled at the CW, so they are down to like two mainline superhero shows. I, I'm not going to count Naomi. I think that's a whole different universe or like different beast that doesn't live in the this you know the shared universe but i can't think of anything left right black lightning it it seems like the appetite for superhero content on television has um become a little bit more sophisticated in a way i'm not saying those shows were never good but like the Mm. budgets have increased the episode orders have shrunk and they're supporting and propping up gigantic streaming services now so uh, i don't I, w- I would imagine the CW pivots holistically as a whole, right? Yeah. I think their audience base is... In my head, I always imagine like 16-year-olds uh, <laughs> like prop up the, the CW network. So they'll probably make more stuff for them, like Riverdale stuff or Nancy Drew-style things, uh, Sabrina-adjacent stuff. But it, it seems like the superhero era might be coming to an end over there. Well, I, and I also think we've talked about the new Discovery Warner Discovery merger. Someone's at the mm-hmm. head of it. They, they, they're trying to, to figure out a plan, right? And uh, I guess the first thing to do with figuring out a plan is canceling things that are costing money uh, and figuring out what to do with those. Because um, I, I assume the, the, these shows are having diminishing returns, right? Superman and Lois, I hear, is really great. Nothing against it. But Flash, after eight seasons um, going on nine confirmed, but probably for a shorter episode count, they're probably not seeing the viewership they used to. I'm not watching the show anymore. Mike, are you watching the show anymore? No. Uh, yeah. And whenever I'm curious, I just go on YouTube and I look for like a season recap to be like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, that's what they did this season. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the CW also as a whole is owned half by CBS and half by Warner Brothers. So, um, you know, it doesn't exist on Paramount because I believe Paramount uh, Viacom owns CBS and Warner uh, is now owned by Discovery. So where does the CW as a whole channel live, right? Like, what is this goal? What 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 are they trying to do over there? Um, and uh, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll find itself uh, with new style of TV shows, a, a whole different audience in and of itself. Because uh, I don't know if you remember the, the the WB channel when you were younger mm-hmm. and and UPN. Those merged to create the CW. So. Um, 
you know, is it time for the CW to, 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 to find something else or just pivot away or, or go the way of streaming? I don't know. But um, there are um, a lot of questions here about everything. And I think, you know, the first thing they're going to do is start, again, winding down these uh, superhero shows so they can play with those characters in other areas along the way. Did, is Pennyworth still going on? Is that, is that, is that uh, still on epics? Thing? I don't yeah. think so. <laughs> well, it moved. It moved to to, to HBO um, proper here. Oh, yep, original to present. Uh, season three will be going to HBO what? Max. What? That is wild. Yeah. Um, so yeah, great. Good. Good for it. But I don't think yeah, HBO Max seems to be the home for all the shows anyway. So I think all right, let's jump into Sony at CinemaCon. This is going to be a little bit of a, a mix match here of, of things going on here. Uh, first, they they did show off some Craven footage over there. Nothing big, but like there was like a sizzle reel, and you can see Aaron Taylor Johnson's Craven. He appears to be slick back hair and a white button-up shirt with a big necklace. So sounds like it's just his regular form, right? <laughs> no, don't know what to think of this yet. We'll get more. But the other big thing is, uh, to no surprise, Venom Three was officially announced. Um, what? I'm flabbergasted. Yeah, no release date yet, um, and no other details. They just that is gonna happen. Sony so, had its chance. They had Jared Leto. They had Morbius. They had a movie to convince me that all mm-hmm. of this is a one master plan. It's not. It was a bad. movie. But he said and, Venom and Morbius. He said it. it's all connected. Maybe it's a badly <laughs> connected, but it is connected nonetheless. Oof. Um, so yes, Venom two or Venom three on its way. We'll see if anything comes out of this. My guess, my next guess is a writer and a director needs chosen. I don't think Andy Circus will come back, but um, if they can lean in some goofy stuff for Venom finally, like actually using him to fight other things other than just other colored versions of himself, I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. Let's see what that looks like. Give it, give us that along the way. But in good news, um. Across the Spider Verse, which is the sequel to um, Into the Spider Verse, I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be hard to remember all these. Um, <laughs> they showed off 15 minutes at CinemaCon, um, and apparently, and and this has been taken out of context. Apparently, there are 240 characters and six universes with the largest animation team uh, in history on any animated project ever. Um, Woo! Over there, Let's do it. Let's 240 go. characters is not 240 Spider-Man characters, um, but that's like 240 characters across the movie. And there's going to be um, 40 Spider-Man and then 200 Aunt Mays. Yeah, they're just going to have all different variations of, of hair. <laughs> Do you call that like an like an ant hive at that point? Like, <laughs> an ant, ant hive, yes. Uh, probably, I guess you know, there's villains, side characters, things along the way. Um, they did mention specifically that uh, Oscar Isaac's Spider-Man 2099, Spider Gwen. And um, Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman, were shown off in this 15 minutes of footage. Oh, so, cool. That's um, awesome. We already knew they were coming, but that's great. They're, they're working on it. So that is um, – you weren't here last week, but that was delayed, right, to, to next year. Um, mm-hmm. That was moved to uh, June 23rd of next year. So we're still over a year away from this. That's fine. We love the first one, right? I will take time to get a quantity film when this, this mm-hmm. comes out. Or quality film. Uh, well, I mean, there's quantity there too. Quantity. Lots of characters. Exactly. The and, quantity and, pushed back the timeline, yeah, exactly. so they could make quality. And this is great because um, Netflix, in its stupidity, is canceling all of its animation products. Uh, yeah, because that's they been lost all their very stuff. dramatic. <laughs> yeah, um, which I think you know um, you should make content for everybody, uh, but they are canceling their animation. Um, contracts and, and projects so this is stupid so hopefully um sony hires up some of those 
animation people and, and puts them to work on this film because there's going to be different art, like, right? Six universes. That's like an art style for every universe, right? At least. So mm-hmm. um, let's, let's, let's get a look at that. I want to see what that looks like. And then the, the last bit of news here tied to this uh, across the Spider-Verse part two is no longer part two. It is now beyond the Spider-Verse, which I believe is one of the names we pitched uh, years mm-hmm. ago when we went through every preposition known to man to figure out <laughs> yeah, what that, this would be called. That's good. So it's into across and then beyond. beyond. Yes. Uh, it, at least that makes sense. You know, logically people always bring up what the planet of the apes movies and there's other franchises like the Resident Evil franchise or the yep. Underworld franchise where you yeah. just cannot keep track of the title of the series. Yeah, Transformers, <laughs> the same way. It's mm-hmm. all where they started using sometimes. But, like, it's going to be hard to remember these. But, you know, they're, they're, they're working on part, or I guess, this third movie, which is, this, um, you know, uh, at the same time. So they've got this animation team. It will come out March 29th, 2024. So less than a year between films. Um, we don't know much about it. There are rumors, theories, these are more theories than rumors, that they are trying to push Miles into live action at the end of this movie. And that's why they're going beyond the Spider-Verse. And, like, um, oh, where the film would they... end up with a live action Miles at the end of this. I mean, Shamik Moore, he's the he's the voice actor for Miles, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean, he could play. I could, I could, I've never actually thought about it before. Shamik Moore doing, like, live action uh, uh, Miles. Yeah. Actually, really, when you think about it, though, you you only ever going to see Shamik outside of like costume, right? Cause as we know from Tom Holland, second they put that mask on, it's like a CG character yeah. the entire time. So really is Tom Holland also an animated Spider-Man at heart? I think so. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it could be something where they break through. I mean, even if it's not Shamik Moore, he is currently uh, 26. He'll be what, 28 by the time this comes out. Uh, you know, will he be able to play a high schooler or, you know, will have time have passed in the movies? From the be that age, um, so I, I don't know. There's a lot of opportunity here um, with Sony to do the right thing, to do the right thing, um, <laughs> if we trust them. However, sometimes I don't trust them um, because that brings us to our next point. This is I can't believe we have to explain this to people um, that El Muerte is a Spider-Man spinoff film coming out, uh, starring. Um, performance artist Bad Bunny. Um, <laughs> you you sent this to me you know, about a week ago, and I looked at the headline, and it was one of those things where like I know some of these words. Yes, I know some of this. What is this? So El Muerte is a Latino superpowered wrestler who fought Spider Man in the comic books. Okay. Um, Bad Bunny is known for his uh, Latin American, uh, I, I believe, pop slash rap music. Um, that's what mm. he's known for. So uh, this character, El Muerte, his abilities and masks are passed through generations. Uh, he fought Spider-Man and he wrestled Spider-Man and then became friends as he was out fighting to end, um, I guess, evil, uh, bad guys, whatever. <laughs> so of all the Spider-Man properties, this is the most, um, I guess, tangential that I've ever heard in my life. It's, it's wild because... Actually, the character, the way you described it, actually sounds kind of cool, like a mask being passed down. Like, you know, that seems very comic book lore, and I'm down for it. I've never really seen, like, wrestling and superheroes cross over on the big screen myself. But you don't introduce a character like this on its own. Like, it didn't even work with Morbius, and at least people kind of knew who Morbius was. Uh, you have to introduce these characters within the bigger movies, right? You need a Spider-Man movie where the character like shows up in the Spider-Man movie and we fall in love with them. 
uh, in that context of Spider-Man, then you do the spinoff. Like I, no one, like no one's gonna know what the hell this is. I really feel like this is gonna get canned before it ever uh, uh-huh. makes it to the screen. Yeah, uh, I, I do have the date here. I didn't put it in here. It's January twelfth, twenty twenty-four. So if they're gonna can January. it, January. What an yep. amazing yep. month to release a movie. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, do I have that in here? Nope. No one, no one has claimed that spot in our list. I didn't put it in here. But like the character, um, incidentally, it looks like, like a cross between like. Bane and the the clown uh, from Spawn, and I'm I'm trying to get this image to your to your texting here because I've I've been to to kind of say that, but I was like I don't know is this the right guy? But like if you look at him, he's got like a skull on the top of his mask, and it's kind of like a white skull or I guess horned mm-hmm. skull over it. So he looks like the Punisher and like Bane and the the clown from Spawn all at once here yeah there's honestly there's a part of me that just thinks this is what studios do to gauge interest out there in the world right you know there's no focus group there's no set of analytics besides like comic book sales where a studio can go like oh is this character viable for a movie so they're like oh we're going to a convention let's just announce the character and let's see how the internet reacts Mm -hmm. and i I honestly think that's what's happening here well the other thing they're just testing the temperature of the water before they jump in well the other thing is bad bunny requests like this is his project that he requests to do because apparently he's like being very he's very popular in test screenings for that bullet train movie coming out he's i didn't know he was even in bullet train right so like he um he requested in the studios like sure we need characters that aren't spider-man but like mm-hmm. is this even like do you have to make the spider-man adjacent or could you just make this his own movie right like i guess that's the question like sure he wrestled spider-man but are you actually gonna put spider-man in this movie or are you just gonna make you it a wrestler they're with not gonna yeah. they're not gonna put spider-man in this movie yeah so it's just weird it's just a really weird thing like why announce it and relate it to Spider-Man, even though he will definitely not be in this movie? It's like Morbius, right? Or Venom. Well, Venom finally... Well, he didn't really get a... Sp- he, he looked a TV with Spider-Man on it. <laughs> this was this it. feels like if Sony had its own streaming service, and I know Crackle technically is theirs, like, this feels like this would be like a streaming service show, right? You know, like, imagine if, like, Marvel announced Echo was going to be a movie. That'd be like okay that seems a little odd but at least at the very least they introduced echo within a hawkeye tv show right you gotta like prime the audience you gotta get them excited for something no sony doesn't do that nowhere sony sony has no idea what foreplay is in in the super world (laughs) they're just like you know what here it is you're gonna like it uh whether you like it or not we're gonna do it because to hell with you so it's um, a shame though because it sounds cool but yeah. it's just this isn't gonna work. <laughs> it, it, I guess the thing is for me is this a, a play? Is the pitch like, hey, we're gonna make this movie and sell it in Mexico and Latin American audiences? Like, is that where he's like, I want to go to my audience who listens to my music and make this movie for them? Yeah. And somebody's you like, kinda... you know what? We're, we'll do worldwide. Like that's what. We're yeah. Here. Or if you're if you're being cynical about it, Sony's like, I want some of that Black Panther money. Let's make yeah. our, our. I hope that's not what they're thinking. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, uh, wrestling's huge right now. Everyone's watching WWE, right? Let's. It's crazy. Uh, I'm I'm excited that you brought that up because like <laughs> I am on Twitter like way too much and like every it's it's every sunday night wrestling is on it's always trending and i'm not even saying like trending locally or like 
algorithmically trending to like preferences. Like, no, like the top 10 trending of Twitter is like always wrestling every time that it's on. There is this untapped wrestling market out there. So maybe that's, maybe there's a really smart Sony executive that's like, we need to tap into this market. What IP do we own that's related to wrestling? We have this Spider-Man character that wrestles. They green light it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so who knows? It, it, well, it's funny because literally where I um, go through, like one of the sites where I go through my news is every day, uh, there's a guaranteed one very clickbaity Wordle article, like today's Wordle's breaking streaks or today's Wordle's it, making mm-hmm. streaks longer. And then it's like five things of wrestling about wrestlers. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? How do they do this? How do they find articles every day to talk about wrestlers? I will never know. But it exists up here with literally, if I if I go to the, the, the menu, DC, Marvel, Walking Dead, Star Wars, Star Trek, anime, horror, Power Rangers, WWE. Like, I'm like, <laughs> how does it get its own heading it must be very very popular so um if you like wrestling great not a knock against it it's just not in our wheelhouse right now so if um, you're uh if you're a fan of the el muerte in the comic books i hope this doesn't get you down yeah i hope they do a good job adapting your boy oh and, and if you if you if you listen to bad bunny uh religiously uh go you hopefully hopefully he's really good in bullet train and you can get a, Ooh, a movie out of this uh, the odds are not in your favor though. <laughs> i do want to see bullet train though i i, I will say oh yeah I do, I do want to see that movie but uh, not not because i knew bad bunny was in it um uh, anyway moving along uh ghostbusters there's also something a, a sequel to afterlife has been announced at CinemaCon. um this movie's been out for a while. Uh, it was delayed for a while. It sounds like Sony has seen some reinvigoration in cinemas, uh, or at least you know, their properties. Right, they're going all in on Spider-Man. Ghostbusters is getting a fourth movie. Um, did you ever watch Afterlife, Mike? I could. I haven't. I haven't watched it yet. No, okay. I haven't. I haven't quite been compelled enough. I, but I'd, I, I would watch it. Yeah, I'm not saying I've written it off, but I'm surprised that they were making another one. But again, I think Afterlife is great. Um, you know, done by Ivan Reitman, son of Jason Reitman. The movie um, very much has a, a history to follow up on, right? No one, the 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 negativity from the 2015 one, uh, and then you know just the history of Ghostbusters from the 80s. Like, there's you know we have a fan in the show, listener to the show, Adam Nemec. He's a huge Ghostbusters fan. He he just loves it. Uh, like this, that's his franchise, right? Um, so I'm very excited for him, and, and I, I do say Afterlife, I, I enjoyed it. Um, again, we're not precious on Ghostbusters properties, right? We, we've mentioned that several times, but um, very much enjoyed Afterlife as a sequel. Uh, so um, I hope you get to watch it and let me know what you think. On top of that, just a reminder that there is a 4v1 game coming to consoles called Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. Um, so in this one, you play as four Ghostbusters versus one person who's playing as the ghost. Um, who's going around. I think their goal is to uh, isolate the ghost and trap him before the ghost can scare uh, or haunt the, the facility or building you're in too much and the people end up leaving and like you know saying the Ghostbusters didn't do their job at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, that gameplay mode is uh, getting pretty popular right there. I don't remember the name of it, but there's a horror game where it's a similar concept where Dead one by person Daylight? gets... Maybe I don't know. The title sounds familiar. It Killing floor, maybe one of the two. Something like something yeah. like that, where you either can be an original scary creature, or sometimes they license like IP where you can be like Jason or something like that. I'm, and you're I'm trying pretty to sure catch. Yeah, Dead by Daylight. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you're trying to catch all the teenagers. There's a um, a game that I keep seeing clips of on TikTok, 
And I think it's, I don't know if it's a Call of Duty, a Call of Duty mod or if it's like an official online thing where like you get access to the library of video game props and you can disguise yourself as a yeah. chair. Yep. What is that? Every time I see clips of it, it always looks hilarious because you're trying to like strategically place your yourself as a chair in like the corner and yeah. then everybody else's job is to shoot everything <laughs> like shoot every object to try to get the yeah. person that's hiding so i don't know what game this originated in, but i've seen it in counter-strike call of duty fortnite it's called prop hunt where mm-hmm. literally the whole point of it is is you you're on a map that you know a, a, a call of duty map or whatever map that you know of and then the enemies are have essentially been chosen as a random prop or they can like cycle through props and they try to just mm-hmm become an item in the in the environment and as in prop hunt you, your goal it's is the prop is to live but like it's you're hunting hilarious them. yeah because at least the videos i saw it's not like you're cloaking yourself and you are a human you are perpetually an object yeah you're so a chair like when or you a get, vase or, or something yeah. weird so if you get caught and you're trying to run away it's like a chair is running away from you yep. it's so funny so yeah yeah i could see ghostbusters pulling something off like that yeah prop and i think yeah as a ghost you could actually take like you can possess things in there, not people, but like the mm-hmm. items and, and the slime. So, um, cooperative. I've also heard uh, from one game player that the AI, when you're like one of the Ghostbusters and you don't have a full team of four, are actually smart enough to know what they're doing. Like rather than just you know being no, dumb and, and figuring out. So that's mm-hmm. that's good to know. And lastly, I believe this was announced at um, the Oculus um, developers event earlier this month. But there's uh, Ghostbusters VR coming to Oculus. Um, and that sounds pretty awesome to have a proton pack and meet hunting ghosts in first first person, right? Because a lot of scary games make that transition really well to mm-hmm. to VR, and this could be scary and fun at the same time uh, along the way. So, um, I, Ghostbusters is making a resurgence, Mike. I think I think Afterlife literally revitalized uh, the the franchise as a whole. Um, I know last year they put all the animated back on YouTube, right? Like you can watch the original Ghostbusters on YouTube. Uh, the cartoons uh, every every Saturday morning. I think they release a new one, so they're all on there. Um, this is great for fans of Ghostbusters. So you know, good for them. Uh, moving along, Hot Wheels the movie is back on the menu for live action production. I didn't even know this was an option uh, <laughs> to make live action, but apparently, Bad Robot, which is um, uh, what's his name, JJ um, Abrams' company, is mm-hmm. producing the film. Based on the toy line of the same name, Hot Wheels. What is the point? I like don't at know. least when they tried to make a movie out of Battleship, you know, at least it's like two ships facing off against you. You know, you can kind of imagine yeah. at least a scenario that you can at least film a scene around. Hot Wheels, it's just a brand name for a car. Like it's, it's even like little car. Like you have a Hot Wheels track. Like it, it knows that you're playing with miniatures like the whole way. They had a yeah, Hot Wheels so like, video game recently even come out for it. So it's just like, I mean, are we imagining a franchise that's so popular in like five years we get a spinoff called Micro Machines yeah. or something? Like I just... Well, is, is, is it Honey, I Shrunk the Cars? Like, you know, is it going to be like, are they literally using little cars? Or is this like a need for speed thing where we're like, oh, we're just racing cars around, you know? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. This is sorry. this is wild. I At least I, I feel like a couple screenwriters got a payday out of this, right? You know? Yeah the studio hired like okay you write a version of hot wheels whatever you think it is you write one you write one we'll see if anything comes of it yeah uh, it makes a match now hot wheels i believe is owned by mattel and mattel licensed also barbie i believe recently which had a screenshot mm-hmm. come out recently uh, mm-hmm. they also apparently um no hold on they also search for i'm trying to figure out what who mattel owns um because you know 
Barbie, Hot Wheels, and Fisher Price that I know of. Um, I just like I don't know. I just don't know what is the end road for Hot Wheels. Yeah, Hot Wheels like. You did bring up a good point. The only other identifiable factor of a Hot Wheels is that it's small. Like, you know, yeah. it's a toy. And I didn't really think of the orange tracks. The orange tracks, exactly. Like, you, so, these, these crazy tracks you build yourself. But, like, so that's maybe you. it's like a maybe it's like a near future world where, like, car racing on a circle is boring now. So some rich tycoon builds, like, these tracks in the sky. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe... That's the only that's too thing cool. that I could I That's could too think. cool, Mike. Pump pump your brakes here. <laughs> that, that, uh, it's going to be something like, hey, guess what? Where you put on a VR headset and you drive a little bitty car around a track. You don't even I race don't... in Hot Wheels. That's the thing. You literally just throw your car on the thing and watch it spin around your track because no. it hits like, the speed things, right? Like, there's no I'm, already, I'm seeing it on the wall. This is going to be – this movie is going to be half-funded by the – uh, by Saudi Arabia, it's going to take place ten, in Dubai. The There's other half be is tracks floating in the sky. Yeah. Um, so they also own Barbie, Hot Wheels, Matchbox, which is other small cars, Fisher Price, American Girl, Pie Pocket, Uno. We need the Uno movie. That's what I was oh thinking my God. of. Reverse, uh, reverse. Yes, and they also own Masters of the Universe. So all the He-Man stuff is Mattel mm. owned and operated. So we'll see about that. But this just makes no sense. This is one of those things where you're just like, why? Why do this? <laughs> anyway. Uh, Super Mario uh, movie was delayed until April of next year, um, just for production. No other reason. Um, they, I, I was reading some people maybe like see, had seen a screener of this, and it was nothing bad. But um, you know, they, I've re- I read a little bit about this. Um, it's very much animated in like a, um, not not a Shrek style, but a modern animation style. This is not a two D animated movie, um, mm-hmm. so it might just be taking a little longer to hash that out. Um, so. Uh, any, any thought? I want to. I want to hear. I want to see what what it looks like. I want to see like some like a still frame, and I would like to hear the voices, please. Yeah, um, I'm curious if they're gonna do any sort of unique animation style. Uh, the latest DreamWorks movies that just came out, The Bad Guys, is kind of like this cool hybrid of like 2D and 3D. Um, the new League of Legends TV show mm-hmm. on Netflix. Um, oh, man, I already forgot Arcane. That's the, okay. No, yeah. what's is that the name of it? Arcane? Yeah. That doesn't seem right. I don't know. Maybe I just maybe I just haven't watched it in a bit. But that has also like an interesting style to it as well. There's. Did you watch that new Puss in Boots trailer that came out no, a few no. weeks ago? I'm not. Uh, I I'm not really precious to oh, that actually, character. Yes, I did because it has like it's got like a weird frame rate to it. It's yeah, got, it's like, got a, a unique frame style. rate. Yeah. Yeah. So that seems to be the thing. Like moving forward, if you're gonna make an animated movie. Do do something a little unique and different with it, and this is from Illumination, who's known for doing the Spickable Me movies, mm. and this is going to be their first like time. It seems like adapting something that's not theirs. So, yeah, yeah I'm curious it, if they'll do anything unique with the look. It'll probably be similar to the Minions and and, and Gru style, like you know, just because um, Mario's got its own stuff. Like when I don't want them to actually change how Mario and the worlds look. If I'm going to be honest. Um, from like the cutscenes and like the newer games, they look pretty good. They've they've really nailed that. So I, I don't want them to change it too much, but you do need a gimmick, right? Like what is what is the gimmicky look and feel to this? Mm-hmm. Like the the unique standout feature. So um, we can thank Spider Verse for that because of of its, um, you know how they how they did that. Moving on, Mission Impossible. I believe this is seven uh, already. If you believe that or not. Uh, if you're looking for a franchise that you might not hate Mike diving into with seven movies, um, eight movies, the seventh film is called Dead Reckoning. Um, 
pretty good pretty good title i think if you're gonna you know look at how you're gonna name your films they have fallout um what was the what was the last one do you remember any of the titles oh god i don't remember any of the titles i did read a, a a variety article recently that was all about kind of Tom Cruise's like stranglehold slash creative control over the Mission Impossible franchise. Like the buck stops with Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Like he keeps like wringing money out of Paramount to make more and more elaborate like set pieces and movies, and they keep increasing the budget and they won't finalize any of the scripts for their movies because if they do, that means the the studio can kind of finally put a budget down. So. Uh, I think the 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 moral of the story here is what we see on screen when it becomes Mission Impossible, whenever these movies release, is exactly what Tom Cruise wanted because uh, he is the last kind of big movie star yeah. left out there on the planet. So I am very curious how this movie is going to go. Uh, yeah, and cool. Paramount needs it to go really well. And Paramount yeah. has not had a whole lot of luck in the last couple of years, you know? And, and they have, well, they have fil- they're filmed two of these back to back, right? There's seven and eight. So Dead Reckoning mm-hmm. is seven. And they said Dead Reckoning part two, but it'll, it'll get its own name. Um, and these were also, I believe here, looking at um, how many of these, were they all written and directed by, no. Christopher McQuarrie uh, has done a lot of these, right? So I don't. Yeah, know. he's kind of done like I feel like the back half of the franchise. So yeah. him and Tom are like this team, and Tom will straight up sue Paramount at any yeah. like whiff that these movies will come out on streaming uh, before that he gets the whole window. And I don't even yeah. think he wants the full window. He doesn't want the forty-five day window. So yeah. Tom is very much still kind of like in this kind of classic blockbuster uh action mindset so love it or hate it if we've liked the other mission impossible movies it seems like we're going to be getting more of that well which eight eight is, is the thing. last one the next one's the yes. last one so mm-hmm. they're they're uh, completely done with these at eight and this, i think it's because tom cruise is either going to kill himself filming it <laughs> uh, from doing his own stunts or he's he's just done with them either one of the yeah ways, so. Content-wise, I think the only thing that was revealed in the uh, article was that there's like a submarine set piece mm-hmm. that they want to add to it. But you know, I feel like that's in every action movie, and now. that could there's be a that submarine could, somewhere. And that could be the eighth one, I think, as well, because they they were gonna film one back to back, but they didn't because of mm-hmm. everything. Um, but looking up Christopher McQuarrie, he um, he actually wrote some of my favorite movies, uh, The Usual Suspects. Um, I don't remember if you remember that. Um, he did the original Jack Reacher, directed it. Um, Edge of Tomorrow, he wrote um, that Tom Cruise movie with um, Emily Blunt, which I think is getting mm-hmm. a sequel, right? They're supposed to be working on that. And then he's done literally um, the last uh, two Mission Impossibles, and he wrote Top Gun Maverick as well, which I heard that this trailer for Mission Impossible is tied to the Top Gun release, and that people are absolutely loving the Top Gun movie uh, from, the, oh, from the early screen. All right. <laughs> Um, now we saw this literally, it was ready to release when we went to Comic-Con in 2019. So they've been sitting on it for, for quite a wh- quite a while right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, um, so, um, I'm, I, I, I don't have any love for the first one. I get it. I know, you know, the, the bullet points, uh, is this something, you know, when this comes out in July, to July, no, when's this coming out? Um, it says April t- or May, May 27th. I mean, is this something you're going to go see? I mean, uh, I I don't think I'm going to be seeing Top Gun in theaters, yeah. but Mission Impossible is a higher probability. Yeah. I saw the two of them ago, not the last one, two of them ago in a, at a drive-in theater. And that was a really good time, right? Like watching an old action, like like watching an action film on a drive-in theater. So, 
Um, I'm excited to see these. Peggy Atwell's also in these, right? Uh, who plays you know Cap, uh, Captain Carter? Uh, Peggy Carter. She's Captain Carter in What If in the, when she voiced it. So um, very excited for Mission Impossible. I think you know this is one of those eight movie franchises where like I actually kind of want to watch them because they've gotten better over time. Um, and um, like unlike Expendables four, which they announced this week as well, which we're not going to talk about here. So anyway. All right, Mike, have you watched Moon Knight Episode 5? We have not discussed this at all. Yes, I don't know if you watched I it. Have. Okay, cause I have. I'm up to date on Moon Knight. Okay, perfect, because there's one episode left. Uh, episode mm-hmm. 6 is this week. Literally, I will watch it Wednesday and Doctor Strange on Thursday. Do I think they're related? Probably not, but that's fine. I think the release dates work out really well uh, for this. So if you've not seen Episode 5 of Moon Knight, uh, go away. Um, put a bookmark here, come back and listen to this when you're done watching it. I know some people are waiting to binge this show. Um, that, that's fine. If you want to binge it, totally get it. You only have to wait six weeks. But um, I feel like this episode got spoiled for me pretty early on on Wednesday um, because, of, uh, you know, I work in social media occasionally and I, a lot of the articles were popping up with this and, and photos and references. And that was kind of like, oh, um, so this week I'm going to try to, get on get in on moon Knight as quick as possible because i do not trust the final episode of a season to not hold anything back and most mm-hmm. of those actually have post-credit scenes right um when they do the last episode of these disney plus shows for that so we'll dive into episode five uh picking up directly where last week left off which we didn't get to talk about either um uh, on air but like um he is in a um uh kind of like a purgatory right like a psych ward traveling uh the underworld to to either find out if he's going to go to the um, field of reeds or, you know, uh, to the permanent underworld and turn in the sand. And um, I feel like this episode really harkens back to, I believe, episode five of WandaVision, um, you know, um, where it's a very emotionally destroying kind of episode overall. Yeah, this it's uh, Moon Knight's been up and down for me overall. Uh, I thought it started off on a high, then it took a dip. And then when we kind of went into this purgatory realm is when it finally kind of, I batted my eyes up and uh, leaned up from the couch and started paying attention again. uh, Cause we were kind of just in this weird generic mummy movie for a while that I felt like I had seen, better interpretations well, of many every other episode places. felt like a different genre in hindsight um of like those types of films right like there was no consistency through them a little bit yeah. yeah so i i feel like once we got into this purgatory era it's like all right we're finally doing something right we're doing mm. something unique something worthy of like a comic book character uh, piquing my interest right just being creative so I was happy to finally see like a turn that I wasn't expecting. So uh, it seems like this is all just like an allegory, right, for mm. the origin of Moon Knight. Where did Steven come from? And I was there for the journey, right? And I would say kind of like I think bringing up WandaVision is great. Yeah, there are a couple uh, spots in WandaVision and here in Moon Knight where we're not really getting the action set pieces that you might expect from a comic book story, but this is all very necessary for us to understand the character of Moon Knight. Okay. Uh, so as of right now, I'm really loving episode five. I'm just hoping that they stick the landing, right? Give yeah. me something amazing that will make me want to talk about it, you know, at the water cooler after yeah. episode six, because, you know, we obviously all have our own different bubbles and algorithms out there on social media, but I haven't heard 
anybody talking about Moon Knight at all in the last five weeks. It's just me and you, Chris, that occasionally like talk about it here on the show or in text messages. I have not seen this trend pop up anywhere in any fashion at all. So, I mean, the buck obviously doesn't stop with me, but I mean, at least when I was like watching Loki or WandaVision or some of these other shows, you know, I would kind of see things pop up. But yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the, the show has two, two really strong things going forward at this point. Um, I'm actually very excited that this has no direct MCU connection at this moment in time because we've been able to like, you know, this, this whole underworld thing, like, you know, the afterlife, it, they, they were like, you know, the afterlife is dependent on what you believe in and what, you know, where you are when you die. Right. Like, so like, we're, we're not saying like everybody is going to this Egyptian boat when they die kind of thing to figure out what, if they, you know, if they're good or evil. But at the same time, you know, I think this is also, you know, how little Moon Knight have we gotten in the show? How, how very little have we gotten overall? Um, it's tiny, and I think that's going to be great because I, I fully feel confident that there will be a season two of Moon Knight, or at least a he will um, appear in Blade maybe as a, as a full-on character, possibly, knock on wood. Um, and we don't have to go into the backstory of that character by that point. We can just know who Moon Knight is, what he can do, and, and kind of along the way. I think that's going to be very interesting for us. Knock on wood again, that, that's not a guarantee, but uh, if we do get more of Mark Spector as Moon Knight, I, I believe it's going to be better because we've we've gone this journey with the character. And while at the end of the day, you know, we we this, I mean this this is a a horrible backstory, but how they you know presented the history of Mark and the creation and ultimately destruction of Stephen is was really like a gut punch overall, right? Because Stephen has been a you know the, the the foil to mark right the the innocent person the the hey i'm always looking on the bright side i'm not uh you know i don't want to fight i just want to you know I'm, I'm leaving messages for my uh the mother and then so when you go back and look at the the episodes before this with that that new lens on this it's even more of a destruct like like a, a gut punch like oh my god like this is this isn't just you know him calling his mom and leaving voicemails like he never called his mom the 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 later skaters was a reference before she hated him as a child you know and and everything so it's been you know to to me this this episode really brought the character as this is a complete character mark to me is more of a complete character now than he was when we started i i think six episodes is too short to tell this story sadly like why is this in episode five when we know there's obviously going to be a moon knight battle in the next episode right like that's where I, i agree with your fear of sticking the landing because we have now got the character, but I don't think one episode's enough to, to, to stop and just yeah. say, wait. I, f- you- I feel like besides uh, Oscar Isaac's uh, bizarre choice to do the weird scream for Kanchu during that tribunal in episode uh, three, overall his performance has been amazing. Like Oscar yeah. Isaac is why I come back and watch mm-hmm. this show because he's doing a great job playing Stephen and Mark, and it seems like there's a third personality out there in the yes. world. We didn't get to talk about episode four in length, but we get to kind of see like an unopened like coffin or something yes. that kind of is alluding to another personality in there. And, and, and also yeah. is the fact that they haven't found this third personality, why the scales haven't fully balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'm not a hundred percent sure, but yeah, I feel like my overall opinion on this show is, is really really depending on episode six like i could easily see myself coming back here next week 
with a poorly executed um, episode six and going, this this show is not for me, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but I'm hoping that's not the case. I'm I, hoping they really nail it. We get some awesome stuff. And I, weirdly enough, tr- Marvel has trained me for post credit scenes. No. And a lot of these other streaming shows have given us like little tidbits, right? You know, at least in episode five or like, you know, towards the end, we get like a little bit teasing us for next week. So like, if I don't get a teaser at the end of episode six, I'm going to riot. <laughs> like I need something teased. Like they have just the, trained me. The tease. Ne- I think the tease needs to collect, connect it to the bigger universe, right? Like that is, mm-hmm. that is the point that it does. This shows success. The show's quality does not hinge on it being directly connected to the MCU. But if Ooh. they're going to say this is a Marvel show and they don't connect it, then you're like, why even do it? Like if they put like Kit Haring or Mahershala Ali in the yes. teaser, like, like that yeah. would be that would be what well, that that's something that trends, right? That's something that gets you yeah. on social media and gets you the impressions. Um, yeah. So we'll and that's, see what that's, that worked for Eternals, didn't it? Like the end credits of Eternals is what everyone was talking about. Like mm-hmm. just the voice of Blade. I think there's an opportunity here where they have openly mentioned um, the uh, Black Panther God several times in the show. So what if it's potentially a black panther what if they got killmonger back in the, the spirit world or something like something stu- that would be something that would wild be out, of, out of left mm-hmm. field and they connect this to black panther which is still this year down the road right or mm-hmm. is this connected to thor because gore is a god butcher and kanju's a god like what? maybe but, but it does seem like in the grand scheme of gods it seems like kanju is on the smaller end right because yeah. he's just kind of tied well, maybe, maybe terrestrial it's not, to earth maybe it's not kanju maybe we see osiris or like one of the bigger egyptian gods right like at the head of that thing someone we mm-hmm. don't care about who gets murdered that way we don't know who they are or care but like it's christian bale killing literally egyptian gods so like even moon knight's not safe from this kind of thing but i, I don't know yeah. I mean, it's it's an opportunity to to delve into to connect it to the other movies coming out this year rather than just the tv shows at the end of it because um black widow movie connected to hawkeye i believe hawk how did hawkeye end um i forget the post-credit scene for hawkeye um do, do we is oh, that a good, it was i don't it was, think that's no, a good sign no it right? was the play it was the play remember they, they did the play um oh yeah that's right they, they showed the whole play but that connected to the echo tv show uh you know kingpin so it, it doesn't matter i i think you know, ultimately six episodes is not working in Marvel's favor. I, I think WandaVision, as good as it is, I don't care for the six episode as much, right? Like the the reveal um, of, of Agatha Harkness literally being the villain who was there the whole time. Why was she there the whole time? She had no idea. Um, kind of kind of stupid. Um, you know, some of, some of Falcon Winter Soldiers was great. But I think I want to go back to the highlight of this episode. Oscar Isaac playing two characters who you can tell who are different every time. He's nailing the accents. Like, you know, each character, Mark and Steven, are very different, and he plays them differently. Um, and I saw it was a meme that, you know, best supporting actor in a TV show goes to uh, Oscar Isaac for playing Mark Spector. Best supporting actor goes to uh, Oscar Isaac for playing Stephen Grant uh, kind of thing. Like, because he was he's playing both the main and supporting actors in this kind of kind of show. Um, but, I, you know, honestly, I, I think that I, I like the – the hippo god effects were really good, right? I think it's a, mm-hmm. a fully-fledged anthropomorphic hippo on screen uh, for our first time ever. Looked pretty fantastic. Um, the uh, Just just the how they use the psychiatric ward as a as a way to go through doors to un- unlock this. I think this was a really strong episode, but I wish it had been episode four instead of five and then given us two more to, to solve the, the episode, right, with Arthur Harrow uh, going forward. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what else to expect this week. Literally, I'm. I actually don't want to watch a teaser for this week's episode because I'm. I'm I want to kind of go in as blind as I can, right, and not mm-hmm. see anything. But I do. If if I would say anything's left for me, what do we need? More Moon Knight uh, action, right? I want to yes. see him actually in the suit fighting a lot of a lot of things. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how this ends. We'll come back next week with that. Um, for that, did you? Unrelated. Off, off Moon Knight topic. Did you watch that last Halo episode from last week I told you to watch with all the action? I, I've i only watched the first episode uh, of Halo. You don't have to watch them all, but I didn't know if you caught that one for the action. Because no, it, uh, it became like actually like the Halo game at one point. I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. But anyway, just, just curious. Anyway, all right. Well, uh, that's the episode, Mike. We have we have made up for lost time here, believe us, uh, <laughs> almost two hours. If people know what you're up to, what you're doing this week, where can they find you at? They can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram, Valdan87, or Twitter, Valdan, V A L D A N. If people know more about the show, uh, come listen to our Doctor Strange review next week. Uh, it's right around the corner, and all our other news episodes we do, where can they find all that good info at? All you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes and upcoming release calendar. Uh, There's lots of movies in flux right now, and Chris is always very diligent at keeping that release calendar updated. Uh, Bless him. Bless it be the Chris Dillard of Superhero Slate. Uh, So you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you'd love to listen to fine podcasts. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can get merch, swag, slash... Uh, superheroslate.com slash store uh, if you want to be a uh, super fan of the show all you got to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy and we'll be here every week folks that's right we'll catch you guys next week bye everybody thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe